The largest oil pipeline has been temporarily shut down. A state of emergency was declared in 17 different states in Washington, D.C., and there are fears that there could, this, this could end up causing gas shortages and maybe even a spike in, in gas prices, which are already up as it is. Now there's talk of inflation. There is fear that the bill is coming due. All that money that was being printed, all of these people who are getting $16 an hour in unemployment, all of these signs popping up across all of these different fast food restaurants where they say, we quit, we won't work here anymore. And there are fears that the economy isn't going to be recovering like many people think. This past job jobs report was actually surprisingly bad. I guess they said it was the biggest miss since 1993. But don't take my advice for it because I brought in the experts to actually help us break down what's going on. And we have uh, the legendary Max and Stacy, Max Kaiser and Stacy Herbert. Yeah. Now, let me just say yeah. before I, I want to ask you guys. Good. To, I'm feeling I, I, really good. Excellent. You know, I'm on the, on the Tim. <laughs> pool cast you know, that's the kind of feeling i like to get let me let me just say one thing real quick. if you guys listened to max and stacy when they start when they were first shouting out bitcoin yeah and you invested when they told you to no joke yeah you would be a billionaire that's right <clears throat> we've made many billionaires all over the world 100 billionaires we've you know, our show goes out globally, 50 countries, millions of folks. We've, we, we estimate we've created a half a million millionaires around wow. the world. Wow. And, um, you know, started buying it at a dollar. And uh, we were the only ones covering it in the world for several years. And, um, you know, we, we just, wherever we go, we're treated like saints, basically. People have <laughs> a lot of people are rich photos now. of Max and Stacy on their wall with little candles burning and incense. <laughs> And there's uh, Stacy and Andreas Antonopoulos. So those are the two holy saints of, of the Bitcoin universe, wherever you go around the world. I will say that there are probably more millionaires than billionaires, Tim, because you can't forget that between 2011 and now, it was very easy to spend or lose or yep. have your coins hacked. <clears throat> so very few will have kept all of those coins that they uh, got back in, you know, when it was a dollar. As you were, we were pointing out before the show is like when it hits a hundred dollars, you're like, whoa, like I have so Sell much money. <laughs> but not just, uh, I think we'll talk a lot about Bitcoin because of, you know, what's happening with the economy. But I mean, you both have talked about the economy in general more than, you know, you, you were just explaining to us how the Fed works, the interest mm. rates. So this is going to be really interesting. People are worried about inflation. Now, I guess the, the Fed has on a 180, like, no, 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 there's no inflation. We were, we were, we were kidding. It's not happening. Because right, right, right. people are worried. So we're going to get into all that. We also got Ian Schillen. What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland, iancrossland.net. Did you guys see like when Obama basically bailed out Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? Is that when the writing went on the wall and you were like... Oh, it goes back to uh, 87, crash of 1987. Uh, and I was working on Wall Street at the time. And that was the beginning, really, of when the federal government kind of took over markets. Because you had the crash of 87. And the next day... The markets were set to open another 500 points down or 22, 23% down. It was the biggest percent move down in the history of the stock market. And you had Alan Greenspan, Ronald Reagan, and um, um, the other fellow over there, um, uh, Ruben. Ruben. Yeah. Uh, they created the, the working group on finance, which became known as the Plunge Protection Team. And they started buying stocks in the open market on the federal government. And so this is when you had the, be the, the beginning of the end of free market capitals in America was really then in 1987. So subsequently throughout the, the decades since then, the government's become more intrusive into the workings of the uh, market. So you, you ended up having under Greenspan what became known as the Greenspan put, 
which became the Bernanke put, which became the Janet Yellen put, which is now the Jay Powell put. And what that refers to is every time the markets go down, the feds come in and they buy markets. Hmm. So you, you don't have any risk. And uh, they eliminate the risk. They, it's particularly in the, in the large fund and hedge fund universe, they know that they are playing a rig game where the risk is minimal to zero. Uh, they're borrowing money at zero. Uh, they're speculating uh, without any restrictions or laws being enforced against them whatsoever. And whenever they make a mistake, they get bailed out. So, so it's heads they win, tails we lose. So buy Bitcoin. No, no, no. Not financial <laughs> advice, but let's, uh, we'll get into all this stuff. We also got Lydia pushing all the buttons. I am in the corner. I have to admit this is my first exposure to Max and Stacey, and I am so excited for tonight. I've known you guys for a really long time. Like, yeah. right back to Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. We no, were hanging we... out in Paris. That was so much fun. And you're the still photos. the same age. I know. I, know, right? I, I don't <laughs> age. What is going on? It, it, Magic. It's Jim uh, Poole is the, the, the fountain of youth. Part Asian. No, that's the that's, secret. That's it's it. incredible. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, go over to TimCast.com. There's a big, beautiful blue button that says members only, and you can sign up for our members only uh, for members only on TimCast.com. Help support our work in the event we get banned or purged or whatever. But also, we do have exclusive members only segments. You can actually sign up now with Stripe because a lot of people are requesting something other than PayPal, which is available. Then you click the members area, and you can see our awesome segments that are only available to members. Last week, I talked about how Venezuela hacked my friend's Facebook trying to spy on me and get me to reveal my location while I was reporting from Venezuela. And I showed the phone messages from the Venezuelan agents or whoever they were. If you want to see that, you got to be a member. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe, uh, subscribe to this channel, share this video. And if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify or wherever else, leave us a good review. Give us five stars. Let's talk about this first story because this is this is major breaking news. We have this from Axios emergency declaration issued in 17 states in D.C., over fuel pipeline cyber attack. So the Department of Transportation's Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administra- uh, Administration issued a regional emergency declaration for 17 states in Washington, D.C. to keep fuel supply lines open. Colonial Pipeline carries 45% of fuel supplies in the eastern U.S. Some 5,500 miles of pipeline have has been shut down in response to the attack. So if you're not familiar with the story, this is a ransomware attack. Basically hit one of the systems at Colonial. I don't know if it actually hit the industrial control systems, but they're computers, which basically means they're, they're, they're administrative computers. This, uh, these hackers have said, unless you give us money, we're going to encrypt your machines. You'll never be able to use them. They shut down in response. To this. It's typical of what happens to companies when they do get hit by this. But this is a major attack on our critical infrastructure. Now, the funny thing about this, I think, is that uh, the hackers have apologized if you, you guys, you guys yeah, saw this. Yeah, they apologized. They said, it's "My bad. <laughs> uh, we won't take the money." It was, it was. Bad. Did they release it? Error of judgment on our part. Start shipping that oil again. Reopen the East Coast. Sorry. Well, so so uh, the people who made the ransomware, I guess, yeah, said that we'll have to vet our clients and and implement <laughs> moderation policies. Definitely, that's a good recommendation. There's some standards I, I, in these yeah. hacking communities. Yeah, these hacking communities have got to get some standards. How do know? they have more standards than like the Fed? <laughs> well, you know, it's like when I was living in Harlem, they used to say uptown, uh, there are no cops because uh, mm-hmm. you know you are the law. The law, you are. You have to be honest because there's no cops. Right, so in the hawk, in the hacker community, there's no cops, so you have to be honest. There has to be well, standards. So, so I guess basically these this this hacker group, what are they called? They're called Dark Side. FBI names Dark Side as the Colonial Pipeline cyber attacker. I guess they sold the ransomware to someone, yeah, who then used it and ended up getting a pipeline, sh- you know, <laughs> shut down. Yeah, if if you're one of these hackers, 
you know, you don't want the pipeline shut down. You, you want to use your money for stuff. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of getting the money if, like, there's no oil? What are you going to do? Go buy a farm, I guess. Well, it brings up, you know, a couple of points. The infrastructure in, in the United States is weak and, and getting weaker, and it's a huge problem, mm-hmm. and there's very little funds to take care of it. And also you have uh, the, the ransomware and the inability to deal with that is kind of a secondary problem. But the, the, primarily the roads, bridges, tunnels, infrastructure, pipelines, oil pipelines, these things have gone neglected for decades. And now they're starting to fall apart. And the um, federal budget is, doesn't have any budget to, to repair these things. They've gov- the, the country is already broke. So, and, their, and their solution, Tim, is always the same, print money. <laughs> Is that real no. money? This is not real money. <laughs> Why you, you can None spray, of it. You, you want to spray real money, you can spray real money. Uh, well, you told me I shouldn't rip up real money. No, don't rip up real no, money. Don't rip, I no, was sorry. ready to, sh- to shred another 20000 bucks oh, right here on the Timcast. Yeah. You're like, no, no, don't do it. I'm like, listen, I'm Max Kaiser. I rip up money. That's what I do. And Tim's like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. So I got to use the fake money. I got to use the fake money. But this is all they can do. They say, oh, the bridge broke. Let's print money. Oh, the pipeline's broke. Let's print money. Oh, uh, we need more roads and bridges. Let's print money. Oh, there's not enough minimum wage jobs. Let's print more money. That's all they know how to do. They don't know how to do anything else. That's the entire policy of every freaking politician in America. That's it. How much did they print last year? Like uh, $58 trillion. $58 No, 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 no. They increased the money supply by 25%. So, um, it was like three trillion stuff. or something. It, it goes, it, it goes from make... yelling to Stacey's calm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just adding more zeros. There's no cost to it's it. It's like, it's like, remember when Zimbabwe, was it Zimbabwe where they had like the billion dollar bill or the whatever? Trillion, trillion. Trillion, trillion dollar, dollar bill. dollars, yeah. I like also that, you know, over the past, since 2008, they keep on pretending like that they're all meeting together, all these academics and economists, and they're going to come up with a new plan. And it's all the same. It's the same exact money printing, and they pretend they call yeah. it a new thing. Right. And they're like, now we're going to try this. Let's, let's, so let's go back yeah. to the, the, the gas pipeline let's real quick. You it. mentioned uh, – Let's go to the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine. Infrastructure Infrastructure's crumbling. Mm. Think about yeah. com- think about computers twenty years ago, or whatever, when they built the industrial control systems for these pipelines. Yeah, and that's the that's the, that's the level of technology many hackers need to overcome, and it's like eighties computer technology. Uh, yeah, they they, they use uh, what's that operating uh, system from the eighties and the seventies? Unix. Oh no, Cobol. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? They yeah, use Cobol. Cobol. Uh, our <laughs> entire banking infrastructure <laughs> the, the is on Cobol. Who <laughs> here? And there's only like three guys who know how to program it. And wow. It. And those guys are you know uh, paid a lot of money. But yes, maybe be- hold on, security through obscurity. Yep. Oh. Yes. Right? That's yes. The idea. Yes. Yes. Yep. They like, actually say that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's a it's a common phrase. So what happens is it's so archaic. Yep. It may actually be easy to hack, but you're going to get some like 18 year old hacker in Russia being like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> what is this language? But there are yeah. only like a handful of guys who still know how to use it. Right. And wow. Speaking of uh, like people being uh, like, please work for us, please, please. Like mm. they're yeah, in yeah. retirement. They're in their 70s. And they're like, we just want to be retired. And yeah, like, we need yeah but in. our whole banking infrastructure is about to collapse. Come fix it. It's crazy mm. to me that you had people, they built up this system and then basically shrugged and walked away from it. <laughs> and it's falling apart. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're cheap. You know, well, they don't have money. <laughs> it's like um, you know uh, the. the uh, well, but as Maxwell also point out, yeah. you know the whole derivatives, the the complexity in the uh, in the financial system now is just so <laughs> huge that by the time like more advanced stuff came around, they they just didn't know how to unwind any of it. Like it's all 
trapped in this old system. Yeah, that they don't know how spaghetti. To so, 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 wait, wait. Yeah. You know, I, the derivatives. Yeah. I, I talk a bit about this, watching all of the different stuff that's been happening over the past few years. You know, um, police departments, cops are quitting like crazy. Yeah. The riots are getting more emboldened. Mm. Uh, you, you know, and, and I, I say things like it feels like things are collapsing. They're falling apart. There's a rot yeah. inside the core. It is, yeah. But you guys have been talking about that for for way longer than I've been around. And yeah. So so you've been watching this spread. I mean, especially yeah. from financial markets, particularly. Yeah, because the markets are rotten, mm. and the and the money that we use is rotten. The U.S. dollar is rotten. Fiat mm. money is rotten. Goes back to the 1971 when Nixon took us off out of the gold standard, essentially. And the world started on a very bold experiment. Every country in the world had fiat money. That is, this hey, it's not backed by gold or anything. And so it became referential to other fiat money. So the dollar is valued against the euro, which is backed by nothing, backed by the yen, backed by the Chinese yuan. It's all – it's a circle jerk that goes around well, and around and around. I, I think it's backed by a bunch of people with guns telling you it's worth something That's or else. That's what Paul Krugman says at the New York Times. He says that the reason the dollar has value is that it's backed by men with guns. And um, that's true. It is. Yeah. That's why we say fiat money is violence. It promotes yeah. violence. It, it is violence and it is uh, promotes war. The petrodollar certainly is part of the uh, U.S. dollar matrix, and that is all about war and uh, the cartel and everything that goes on in the Middle East, and it's all dollar-related. So, but if they can just print out money yes. as easily as I can pull this trigger and yes. fire off some, why okay. can't they just fix our infrastructure with it? Because they mm. give it to banks, and the banks buy chateaus and property on Park <laughs> Avenue, and Jamie Dimon is a billionaire. They, they so so Occupy a, Wall Street? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a problem. And that is that the U.S. dollar is reserve currency. They can't. They have to send it overseas. You can't. You can't control the world. You can't have dollar hegemony. You can't have American hegemony without sending those dollars overseas. So they don't spend it here because that would cause inflation, and they don't yeah. want inflation. So they send it to China. They send it to Europe. They send it to the Middle East, and that is supposed to sustain this hegemonic system. If they stop sending it overseas, if they were to start building factories and employing people across Michigan and Iowa and Idaho and places like that, then uh, the, the the dollar would no longer be the reserve. Oh, right, right, the trade deficit. So dig yeah. into it. I mean, go into the... the dig it. Is, dig, dig it. Go, I dig, dig, it. Dig, dig into it some more. <laughs> I mean, this is really fascinating stuff. This is the, the, the nettle of it. This is the Triffin Dilemma, They're as called they the call Triffin it. called the Triffin Dilemma. You have Continue. What's going on? Yeah. What well, it? the Triffin Dilemma is something that was warned about when we did Bretton Woods back in 1944. And Triffin had... Warren, that uh, the problem with having a reserve currency is that the the um, your geo the geopolitics versus your domestic economics they they get into conflict, and that's the point we're at now. We hit it first in 1971 um, because as the currency as a reserve currency country, we had to send all our dollars overseas, right? And that was backed by gold. So what you're doing is you're sending your gold overseas. Right. And when uh, France sent their warship into the harbor of New York to come collect their gold, they got their gold. England asked for their gold. They didn't get their gold. We shut the gold window. But since 1971, what's the next step of the Triffin Dilemma? You send your manufacturing. You hollow out your manufacturing base. And that's what we've done. We're at that end point. That's why you're seeing this disintegration you know, it's just the entropy of the system. It's the entropy of the American empire, of the dollar system. Wow. Things, things disintegrate. Happening faster and faster. Yeah, have, yeah. That's do you guys know about the fourth turning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, we had, uh, um, um, who, who was it? Was it Ben Norton? Uh, ben Stewart. Ben Stewart. Who's Ben Norton? I don't know. <laughs> cool name, though. Yeah. Yeah, ben cool ben Norton's that left-wing guy who works with Max. Oh, that's, yeah. right, that's right. That's oh, right. That's right. Well, shout out, Ben. But we know we had Ben Stewart. He was talking about the, uh, uh, the book and, and a lot of the stuff that he was studying. 
And yeah, I guess the, the, the theory, whether it's true, and a lot of people say it's bunk, it's just nonsense, but, uh. No, it's good. 2020, we, we, we've 2028. Covered that. Uh, yeah, th- well, they wrote about it in the 1980s, and they said it would be 2025 would be the year to look for. <laughs> they said so, back then. Yeah, yeah. So earlier, uh, I showed you guys. Um, we're just gonna we're just gonna release the secret live on the air. Do it. That there is a secret room in this in this building that no one knows about, and in it was uh, food and oh, yeah. beans and bullets and yeah, uh, so yeah. so good idea, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. It's good. I want one. I want to live yeah. there. Can we? Can you rent? <laughs> Could that, that could be like an Airbnb. Absolutely. Well, so yeah. we had we had a tornado warning recently, like legit, and like the, the the mail lady came up and she's like, "Get inside now!" They just called it in. It's like there's a funnel cloud. It's coming right this way. Yeah. And so we go. It's underground. It's like this underground thing. No windows. You know, no windows. Yes. It's literally just edible gummy bears. That's yep. It. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. It's in there. <laughs> is, and yeah, and, uh, because the idea is if you're gonna die, okay. you want to just feel good on the yeah, way. Yeah, right. yeah, no, no, it's, it's 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 literally a storage room. Um, we have like uh, right. can, You know, I don't know. Ian bought like 20 gallons of vinegar for some reason. And I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to get into much of that. But Dan's got a but, vinegar but fetish. You guys are Honey, saying, you know, uh, in, in in the context of uh, war and yep. the fourth turning, are, are you guys familiar with Thucydides' trap? Yes, yeah, we, we are. talk about. The, we have an episode of our show called uh, "When uh, Fourth Turning Meets Thucydides' Trap." Oh, oh wow! Perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not happened before, has it? No. Yeah. Well, Thuc- the oh maybe the two of them happening together probably it's happened eighteen times the Thucydides trap right 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 sixteen have ended violently for for those that aren't familiar it's basically um, and correct, correct me if I'm wrong that when a, when a, a rising economic power meets is about to overtake the dominant power war yeah. breaks out yes and yeah. that happened in the past few years and you notice all the propaganda against China sure China is a different system than our own. And there are many problems with it, obviously. But uh, we really started becoming very hostile to them once they overtook us and 5G, yeah. artificial intelligence, all the high-tech stuff, which, remember, Joe Biden had mentioned back in uh, 2000 when he was, you know, encouraging uh, Congress to vote to uh, elevate them to the WTO on favored nation status. He was like... Uh, China's going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. <laughs> not going to happen. No way. That's what so, but but it, it seems like, you know, Biden and many billionaires and big corporations are totally deferential to China, if not absolutely supporting China. Yeah, they don't care. They'll go where the money is. Right? Exactly. So Hollywood edits, you know, in yep. the favor of Chinese government and things like that. I think and the Top Gun in China, uh, mm-hmm. Tom... Cruz is actually Chinese in the in the, in the release. In China. Really? No. No. <laughs> well, but I would be surprised yeah. if they said he was. Well, they did change a lot of iconography because they, 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 you know they would change like the storyline. But they got rid of the, the the Tibet campaign or whatever from Taiwan. His, yeah. Taiwan. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Right. Taiwan. Right. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. In in that one movie, I can't remember what it was. They added the lines over the South China Sea. Yeah, animated movie. Yeah, so it's like a little girl walks past a world right. map, and it's China, and the lines for the South China Sea are, are lined. Well, that's that's a, the Thucydides trap. So the China drives the global economy, and they're going to drive the cultural agenda as well. So the thing so that really guys, the thing that changed the thing that put us on the path towards a violent conflict was 2014, the Belt and Road Initiative. So yes. what always happens is, as I was mentioning, when you have the world's reserve currency, you have to send your dollars overseas. Otherwise, there's because they can't print dollars, so you have to get it right. to circulate. So uh, we were sending – first we were sending Saudi Arabia, the Europe, they, and they kept recycling it back into treasuries. Well, that's what China did until 2014. Then they started taking their dollars and uh, lending it to Africa, lending it across Asia <laughs> at, to other nations and building wow. infrastructure and ports yeah. and stuff like that. Off, and off, that's off the, US, U.S. citizens. Yeah, yes. and, and uh, America was like, wait, this – 
is cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not cheating, really, but it's uh, we're going to say it's cheating. <laughs> when we loan money to China, are we borrowing it from the Federal Reserve and then we owe the interest to the Federal Reserve and then loan it out? Or does the money get loaned to the Chinese and they owe the interest to the Federal Reserve? Uh, well, we basically we owe them. We have a trade deficit with them, so you have to run massive trade deficits, right? When when you have the reserve currency, so that's the lie that nobody will tell the American people. You know, Trump came close to it when he was like, "Make America great again," but the point is, you have to tell people like, we either have the reserve currency, or we have a domestic economy. Which do you want? And when you let, say let, we run a deficit, what is that exactly? What does that mean? So uh, China. Uh, sends us, say, half a billion, say, for ease, say, a trillion dollars worth of goods, and we only send them 200 billion worth of goods. So they, they send us 800 billion more. We, we send them 800 billion more than we, uh, than we sell to them. They're getting more from us than we're getting back. Is that what it is? Yeah. They, they're selling us their goods. Yeah. And you know, and we're, we're we sell them well, less and less. Let, let, let's talk about the, the ramifications of, you know, mass money printing and all this stuff. I have the story from Axios, the wild ride of pandemic consumer prices. I find it interesting that they just they say it's the pandemic. Right. Mm, Not, as huh. opposed to what, what's been going on in this country for some time when you. Uh, so we've looked at the M1 money stock quite a bit and some, sometimes M2. I'm not the I'm not. You guys know better than I do. But uh, you can see around 2008. There's a major uptick in, you know, the money stock and then at the pandemic, a massive spike. So I think this, this kind of stuff's been happening for a long time, but they show us laundry detergent. I'm sorry. Laundry equipment is up 29%. Car and truck rentals, 24. Major appliances, 19. Propane, kerosene, firewood, 15. Pork chops, 11. Used cars and trucks are up 10. Then there's weird stuff like uh, women's dresses are down 14. Public transportation is down 15. Hmm. Men's suits are down. Telephone hardware is actually down 20, which is interesting. And airline fares have dropped dramatically. I think that's for obvious reasons. But uh, uh, just to point out, lumber prices have skyrocketed. Yeah. Steel has skyrocketed. Mm. There's a shortage of a lot of computer equipment. So we've been trying to, we, we've been waiting now for over a month right. to get a new computer for, for the studio. Right. And we keep getting told from everybody, hard to come by, can't get it, sorry. It's been particularly difficult. Prices are going way up. Yeah, they are, yeah. Well, and you mentioned computer components and the price they're saying is going down. But that's actually, if you dig into it, a lot of times it's a lie. For example, if the phone, they'll say it's twice as fast as the phone that you bought two years ago, they'll say that means that the price has dropped by 50%. Even though you still paid the amount, the same amount, you right. paid $1,000. They say, actually, it's it's 50% cheaper because it's twice as fast. And that's what they wow. cook into their books. And then when they govern the Bureau of Labor Statistics reports the CPI numbers, the numbers are cooked. They're rigged they, to show an outcome that they have pre-configured. They want to show 1.6% or whatever the number is. And they do whatever they can to hedonically adjust these numbers to get to that number because they have an incentive to keep the reported inflation as low as possible. All right, so I'm 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 a, I'm sure that you're both Bitcoin trillionaires. Yeah, uh, definitely. At this point. Uh, but but for the for well, the, we're in it for the technology. But for the for the for the regu- regular people, right? Regular people right now who have been working forty hours a week, they've yeah. been they've been getting paid, and they're watching people get paid sixteen bucks an hour on unemployment. Yeah. The people that are seeing all the stuff, the prices increasing. What do they need to know, and what 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 do you think people should look out for? Well, the inflation's here. Uh, it's a secular move in inflation. It's not going to be temporary. It's going to be now structurally baked into the economy and prices are going to start to go up on a regular basis and the re- the reason why it wasn't as visible as it has been with all the money printing that has gone on is that uh, the, essentially jobs were shipped over to China and that kept the numbers low for a long time because there was no wage pressure but uh, now since the middle class in China has equaled the more or less middle class in America you don't really have that 
the sink of cheap labor anymore. Right. So now prices are going to start moving up in reflection of their actual money supply numbers for real. And that's what people are seeing. So one key statistic, and this is true, is that once the pri- the um, budget of the average family, once uh, they allocate 40% to food, that's when you usually see an insurrection. So we saw it in Egypt. When yep. the price got to 40%, there was a revolution. We saw it in France, the French Revolution. The food cost got to around 40%. In the U.S., uh, for a vast majority of folks, we're now bumping into that. You're getting now approaching that 40% number. Whoa. So that would indicate historically that you're getting close to a flashpoint where an insurrection would become uh, historically the norm. Wow. You're that's, also that's, like that's scary. That really. All those things you're talking. Say not really. <laughs> Did you guys buy like a mountain bunker in New Zealand or something? It's normal. I mean, yeah. you know, things happen, and uh, yeah, there are cycles. There's Cycle, cycles. Cycles happen, cycles. and the Thucydides trap, as you mentioned, that's going to lead to deglobalization. You're already seeing the deglobalization that causes prices to rise. You have the fourth turning. Uh, this young generation, the Generation Z. Aren't going to? Do you think they're really gonna um, <laughs> give eighty percent of their wages over to the retired boomers? No, they're not going nope. to, right? No, no why, I wouldn't. Uh, they have the numbers as well, so they're going to, you know, tell them to stick it. Then, um, the in terms of the uh, inflation numbers, yeah, you, like we're at the end of that cycle as well. We're at the end of the dollar. The Triffin dilemma has reached the end game, and. You see that with the extraordinary amount of money. I mean, Max and I have been reporting on the global financial crisis since 2008, 2009, and the stuff they're doing now is just beyond any of that, right? It's like if you look at the charts of of the money printing and the interventions in the economy now versus 2008, um, it's, it's like it's beyond anything. It's so ridiculous, and yet... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, we're still in the crack of boom side of it. Like things are like stock markets are at all time highs. House prices at all time highs. Like uh, incomes are up 20%, over 20% in the last year for the ordinary American. Incomes are up 20%, most of it from the uh, government transfers. So, you know, these are crack up boom times and they're printing more and more. Like you're supposed to do the money printing that the theory is under Keynes is you're not supposed to do that during the crack up boom times. You're supposed to wait for the crash, but they're right. not even waiting for the crash anymore. Are they, are, again, getting back to this green span put or the machinations of the plunge protection team or the government in terms of markets is that they would not allow for a normal business cycle to take place yes. where you have a downturn and then you get rid of the, For example, the banks in 2008 were caught committing massive fraud and so in a normal capitalist economy a business cycle those banks would have had to go bankrupt and we would have had new banks and new jobs and but instead they bailed out the creditors they bailed out the banks again historically you never see that usually in a crisis like that the debtors get bailed out the people who are at the right. mortgages and the debit credit cards will get bailed out not the not the banks who made the fraudulent loans right they got bailed out and what they did with that 
what let's call it sixteen trillion dollars of bailout money when it's all said and done is they simply were allowed to expand their credit card ex- ex- expand their credit facilities and do the exact same things that caused the crisis in two thousand and eight, but to do it ten times to twenty times bigger or twenty times worse and we've been saying now for ten years that you know th- what's going to happen in ten to twelve years is the is going to be the two thousand and eight crisis part two, and that's exactly what we're in now it's just the same crisis from two thousand and eight the The global economy died in two thousand and eight, but now it's getting buried now it's like a it's like a lich is that, is that how you say it yeah, yeah like a lich. that's one way to say it you know it's yeah. like, a, like an undead like reanimated corpse well how many zombie companies are there in the united states something like 30 percent of the s&p 500 are yeah. companies that can't really afford to pay interest on the debt that they carry on their books from their earnings they're technically mm. zombies they're dead wow. companies they're the walking dead and that's like a third of all yeah. the s&p 500 and they're just kept alive so, so, by free money printing it's just like money 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 yeah. what's amazon just announced today that they're going to float billions of dollars of the bonds to get Guess what? To do what? To buy back their own stock is what's going to happen. So here again, it's zero percent money uh, for some, which is incredibly, um, you know, dangerous. For example, when Amazon bought Whole Foods, it was accretive from day one. Uh, they cost them nothing. They bought it for nothing. When um, Tiffany was bought by LVMH in Europe, they bought Tiffany. How much did they pay to buy Tiffany, a multi-billion dollar company? They paid exactly nothing because the European Central Bank lent them all the money they needed. The Central Bank to buy Tiffany's with no interest. They gave them Tiffany's as a gift. They're already the biggest luxury company in the world. It just kind of sounds like fascism. It's a corporatism. Uh, But also, like, it's important to point out that in the past year, we've done fiscal stimulus. So since 2008, it's been um, just Federal Reserve stimulus, and that's credit to the banking system. So it's not cash. This is cash. This is what they've been printing. The the trillions of dollars that the U.S. government is printing, that is high-velocity real money. That is what causes the big inflation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So so uh, is this why you guys were saying buy Bitcoin, like back in the day? We were gold bugs in, two, in 2011, and then we were introduced to Bitcoin, and we immediately realized that this was digital hard money. I have a background in virtual currencies going back to the mid-90s. I created the Hollywood Stock Exchange, which created – I invented a, a digital currency in 1996. I have a patent on that digital currency. So I immediately recognized that this could do what we were trying to get that to do back in the mid-90s. And um, so we went from gold over to Bitcoin, and it's kind of like when Dylan went electric. So yeah. we, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna have to come back to this conversation. So put a pin because we got we got breaking news. Liddy just pulled this up. This is from uh, Bloom, uh, Bloomberg Law. Is this this is from Bloomberg Law? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gas stations running dry as hacked pipeline tries to restart. So yeah, yeah. We we, we were we go, worried baby. actually on the drive up here because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. I was like well, I, guys. Yeah. We've got this little bunker, you know. We'll put some cots <laughs> yeah. in there. We've got some hammocks, and there's beans. That's right. And we got a lot of MREs, just because they're fun. You yeah, yeah. Them. But uh, do you have MRE gasoline? No. Does, can, I, can I put it? <laughs> I do have an electric car. Okay. And my van is got uh, is 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 solar powered. So right. in the apocalypse, I can actually plug my electric car into the uh, the, the solar power from the van. Yeah, and in, in, in probably about yeah. two or three weeks. You'll be able to drive the electric car. Well, look, this is a function of too much debt. So um, the infrastructure is breaking down. And yet before, the up until a few years ago, you had this just-in-time economy where things were logistically all connected. You had globalization. 
and you had this incentive to keep the, all these systems going at the absolute rock bottom cheapest price and to not pay anybody anything in terms of a decent wage. But once the um, Thucydides trap kicks in, once the U.S. dollar loses its status as world reserve currency, then it, what it, it reveals all of the shortcomings in the system and it reveals all the fragility in the system. And there's suddenly no way to repair these uh, infrastructure projects because the money's being sent out directly from the Treasury to appease the rabble rousers from staging an insurrection. I mean, this is what they do in countries where the population is about to insurrect is they try to throw money at them to appease them. And that works for a short period of time. And then it doesn't work. So how much time do we got left? Well, every st- every time you read a story like that, like, oh, you know, we ran out of microchips, so the right. cars aren't being delivered. Oh, gas lines not being restarted, can't get gas. Oh, the uh, pr- price of food is not 40% of my weekly budget, right? You add all those data points up, and every day you get new data points. So it's it's tough to say exactly when the pot boils, but uh, it's, it's, in a pot. it's happening. But I say get ready for good times because, you know, this stuff has to end mm-hmm. for the next generation to have their way, right? To have a I, the night time. is always darkest before the dawn. Yeah, 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 it's good for millennials. And millennials you know that, are going to have a great, micro- great century. Uh, yeah, and the Generation Z, who are like 25 years old now, uh, the oldest ones, and that in terms of those microchips, you know, you had been talking about cycles and, and the business cycle that used to exist when Max and I were, you know, your age. <laughs> we had the business cycle. And the thing about the semiconductor chips is they, you know, they never, they never planned. Nobody expected the money printing, like the fiscal stimulus, right? So what happened is naturally these business executives saw a pandemic, saw global lockdown, and they canceled their orders. They said, we don't need, we're not going to need those cars because we're on lockdown, right? Nope. They didn't expect the thousands and thousands of dollars to be thrown at everybody and everybody to go on a buying spree. So there were backlogs like everybody. All these auto companies had canceled their orders, expecting that things would be, be slowing down. And across the board, computers, phones, all that stuff, every everything that you use as a, a microchip, they were not expecting so it's, much money. It sounds like there's two th- there's two things I'm kind of hearing from what you guys are saying. The first is that there are people who decided the, th- the ship's sinking. Extract yeah. as much as you can before it goes down and yeah. bail yourself out. But the other thing is, you know, I mentioned the fascism thing because when you say like the central banks are giving this money to like Amazon to buy Whole Foods or whatever, it sounds like the government is surreptitiously empowering massive corporate monopolies to seize power. Totally, it's not even the government; it's a private corporation. These these companies have no oversight. The Federal Reserve, the Bank of International Settlements. So, uh, well, because um, this is why they say that. Inflation is, let's say, running at 1.6%, even though if you were to calculate inflation as you would do under the Clinton administration and without using all these hedonic adjustments, inflation actually right now is running 10 to 12%. That's the real number. 10 to 12%. That's what is really happening. Is that per year, per dollar? Per, so per year. So what's, 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 now they say it's 1.6%. So why do they openly lie? Because for two reasons. The COLA adjustments, the cost of living adjustments for Social Security, so they save about $70 billion a year by not paying out what they should be paying out because inflation is going high to Social Security benefits. The other, but the primary reason, is that by saying that inflation is running low and in fact claiming that there's deflation, uh, they can justify lower interest rates that are near zero, which are what powers all the consolidation that Tiffany being bought, Whole Foods being bought, mergers and acquisition. And, and when I said earlier about infrastructure crumbling because of all the debt, to finish up on that point a little bit, it goes back to private equity, what private equity does. Private equity can borrow all this money 
uh, at near zero percent, buy entire companies, entire industries, and strip out all the assets and keep the profits. Like, uh, um, you know, Bain, the Bain Capital, uh, Mitt Romney. Uh, you know, that's his, what's where he comes from. You know, we saw it in the movie The Wall Street in the 1980s, right? They were doing uh, leverage buyouts, as it was called. Uh, well, that, so what, what, what does that mean? What is that? That means that if you have a company and you want to buy that company, um, what you can do is, and I was working on Wall Street when this really became huge, is that uh, you can pledge the assets of the company that you don't own to borrow money. And then you borrow the money and you buy the company that you previously did not own. And now that you own it, you start to sell the assets off, the pension fund, the overfunded pension account, the real estate, all, they fire everybody. And what you, what's left, and you pay down the debt that you borrowed, and you keep what's left, which could be uh-huh. $100 million or half a billion dollars. That's called leverage buyout. And it was um, really pioneered by Mike Milken during the 1980s because he, he, he wrote a paper when he was at Wharton uh, where he figured out that the lower-grade debt outperforms high-grade debt, you know? So he said, you know what? Why don't we just do original issue, low-grade debt? So Ron Perlman and all these other corporate raiders, as they were known, they went to Mike Milken. They borrowed billions. They did leverage buyouts. They bought these companies, and they sold. They stripped them. They sold all the assets, and they became billionaires. Well, over the last 30 years, that's become bigger and bigger and bigger. And so the private equity market, like Warren Buffett is essentially a private equity firm. He doesn't invent anything. He doesn't do anything. He never worked a day in his life. He just borrows money cheap from the Fed, strips companies. He's an asset stripper. That's all he does, and he's overrated as a mar- as a performer. If you take out the bailouts from the Warren Buffett performance over the past 30 years, he wouldn't be beating a money market fund. He's the most overrated money manager in history. So uh, people like to say when we're talking about you know IRAs or metal or Bitcoin – this is not financial advice. The first thing no. I, I want to ask you a question. I haven't given I any financial advice on this program, Tim. So, so I just wanted to ask real quick, like, why? Why is that? Why do I people, would never do that. Why would people say this is not like? Why do people do that? Because no, you like, have to be licensed to give financial advice, and so people could interpret what you're saying as advice. Is that what it is? It, it, yeah, because then they could claim that you were offering advice, and they lost money, let's and you, say, and, and then you're saying, okay, you. You, you gave me unlicensed financial advice. But you've, you've mentioned, you know, that people should buy Bitcoin, haven't you? Yeah, because it's not – it's – I'm saying Bitcoin is a substitute for gold and it's a substitute for the dollar. This, this came up recently because a lot of journalists are saying they don't write about Bitcoin because um, they consider it to be a conflict in some way because they don't own it, Bitcoin. They wouldn't own Bitcoin or write about Bitcoin, et cetera. But we're talking about a substitution for the base layer of money from dollars to Bitcoin. So it's not a financial advice. It's about advice about how to reconfigure the entire economy, the United States economy, the global economy on a Bitcoin standard. Uh, and so we've been saying this since it was a dollar back in 2011. And um, we also talked about gold. If you talk about gold, gold is an intricate part of the global financial picture. So it, countries buy gold. The central banks own 30,000 tons of gold. You talk about gold, you can say you own gold. It's an inflation hedge. Here's a way to inflate inf- against the inflation is gold. So Bitcoin is the new gold. It's digital gold. It started in 2011 when we talked about it. So it's we're making that point that this is what it is, and that's what we've been saying. The, the reason I ask is because you mentioned inflation was actually at 10 to 12%. For real, yeah. Which shouldn't that like make people act as though their pants are on fire, kind of freak out? That's 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 scary. They should, and they the people who have well, the price of Bitcoin at fifty five thousand dollars per coin is telling you that the U.S. dollar right now is in a hyperinflationary collapse against Bitcoin. That's right. what the price is telling you. Bitcoin is really the only market in the world that's allowed to trade freely. It's not you don't find good price discovery in gold. 
You don't find good price discovery in bonds. You don't find good price discovery in stocks. So those markets are not telling you anything. The markets are rigged. Whereas Bitcoin is a freely traded market. It's telling you something for real, that the U.S. dollar in the fiat money world is in a hyperinflationary collapse right now against Bitcoin. That's what the price is telling you right now. That price should be alarming to people. It's not driven by speculation. It's driven. It's the so, it's not the bubble, Tim. It's the pin. Right, right. So it's so, not the bubble. Oh. It's not the bubble, Tim. You ran out of my money. <laughs> Here, quick, put, put some back in. So it's it's, it's not. I, I wondered this. Bitcoin isn't going up. The dollar's going down. Exactly. That's free. I think it's both. I think a little people, bit of both, probably, yeah. yeah. Well, I say, people say Bitcoin is volatile, but it's not volatile. It's actually just reflecting the chaos in the fiat currency markets. It's a reflection, a true reflection. It's a true mirror of what's happening in the fiat money world. It's not volatile. The dollar is volatile. The dollar is, uh, in, is in deep trouble. Uh, for multiple reasons. And once you lose world reserve uh, currency status, you know, you're talking about real inflation where food and energy goes up, it doubles uh, and triples. You guys mentioned derivatives. Well, so, so, so hold on real, yeah. real quick. That means if someone, uh, are, we're talking about regular Americans, maybe people listen to this show, yep. they've got a savings. Maybe maybe they've been working, they've been saving up a little bit as much as they can through the pandemic. Maybe they got a thousand bucks. Right. Over the past six months, that, that the value of that thousand dollars is now the equivalent of like a hundred or two hundred bucks before it. Like the year before. Yeah. So you, you can't buy as much gas with it. You can't buy computers anymore. You can't buy anything with it. That's right. And if you can't do anything with it, it's not particularly valuable. But if in November, um, early November last year, what was it Bitcoin? I was like 10 or like 13,000, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's at 60. Yeah. So what was interesting is I was reading an article about the price of lumber. They said $10 worth of lumber last year is $60 today. Right. And I was like, that's really interesting how it's very <laughs> similar to the, to the increase in the cost right. of Bitcoin. That's right. Meaning the dollar is probably tanking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. The, the lumber is a proxy for how bad the dollar is doing, but as are these other commodities. Isn't, isn't this good for the ultra wealthy? It can be if they're – well, typically – uh, it is because they are in, they are invested in assets that uh, that do well in inflationary environments. So that's why Medigliani would cost two hundred million dollars. That's why somebody paid four hundred million dollars for a Da Vinci. That's why Bitcoin's at fifty five to sixty thousand. But the thing about Bitcoin is that it's accessible to everybody around the world. Access to a telephone. You don't have to be a, go through the gatekeepers. It's right. funny that now UBS or J P Morgan are now offering Bitcoin to their high net worth individual clients. Right, and yep. they're going to charge a big fee. Didn't didn't yeah. Jamie Dimon just rag on it like for a totally. decade? He, nonstop. St- he still rags on it, uh, but it so. But they are offering it to their high net worth individuals uh, who aren't clients. smart enough to just buy it on their own. They're not smart enough to buy it on their own. <laughs> Rich people rarely are smart. That's one thing they that, don't want yeah. to take the risk. I've either. noticed. You know, you have to, it, you know, individual sovereignty is quite difficult. You have to. It's it's not easy to learn how to hold your own Bitcoin. So they want to uh, sue somebody if, right. if, if 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 Jamie Dimon loses like, it for them. Yeah, and there's the infrastructure of the financial markets in terms of custodianship and things like that that are important for the workings of the day to day financial are being put in place to now uh, embrace Bitcoin so that banks can have proper custodian of these uh, coins and companies like MicroStrategy run by Michael Saylor can put billion two billion dollars into it and legitimately so doesn't this also mean that people's debt is going down in value as well say for instance if you owe ten thousand dollars in a car and now hyperinflation hits everything's more expensive you still only owe ten thousand dollars yeah yeah well that's why that's why the government keeps printing because they don't want to pay their debt Mm. right that's they're trying to inflate their their way out of their debt (laughs) there's only two ways out of the problem one is to keep printing as you just eloquently said or two allow for a default 
How does uh, it work? You well, know, in the 30s, the 1930s, you had a deflationary depression. There was a default. Whereas in Zimbabwe or Weimar Germany or America today, it's an inflationary depression. And it's but because the powers don't want to give up. They don't they want, want they, 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 they want to inflate their way out of this because, as you point out, if you're in, if you have a lot of assets, the value of those assets are going to keep skyrocketing. Uh, along with Bitcoin, but uh, a lot of other assets are like, uh, obviously, if you're trading, if you have a massive lumber or things like that. But for the average person, though, they don't have assets. So they simply see it reflected in the price of living and for food and energy. And so their um, quality of life, it will take a s- severe uh, drop. Uh, it's been pointed out that in the Weimar Germany, you saw speculative attacks essentially from the wealthy against against the Deutschmark, the Reichsmark, and that is that they used their leverage and their ability to borrow and and racked up huge amounts of debt and yeah, Reichsmark they were- and bought. Things like corporations, land, and property. Right. So that that did happen from some industrialists in Weimar Germany, and you could say that is happening today as well. That these uh, these corporations right. are, and wealthy people. That's why a- Amazon is borrowing right. tens of billions of dollars right now because they can, and they're going to buy assets. Right, they're going to buy assets. They're attacking the Fed. They're attacking the country. Wow. Right, and. Um it's, they're attacking the uh, – essentially, it undermines the dollar. It's not like yeah. they're going out and saying, I'm going to take this dollar. I'm going to rip it up. They're like, uh, we see what's coming. Uh, an industrialist is going to know because they see the input costs. They see the costs rising. They understand. I, I think this is why we saw so many billionaires defend China. We saw, what, what do you mean? Well, uh, when the Hong Kong thing was going on, a lot of industries and a lot of ultra-wealthy individuals were like, come on, leave China alone. You know, we sh- we shouldn't. Well, it's just like what we were saying earlier about everything running on COBOL. It's like there is a, uh, the, the, our just in time delivery chains, you know, our supply chains. It's like we can't unwind it. And th- that would be the equivalent of them saying, okay, we have to reset and start a whole new thing. Like the supply chains, they can't reset it like that that fast. So they can't say anything, right? Because otherwise the whole thing will fall apart. I mean, I, I have to, I have to wonder, you know, they're doing this uh, unemployment thing, right? Yeah, sixteen dollars an hour equivalent to not work. Do you <laughs> right. Right. So, so when when asked Joe uh, uh, Joe Biden and Jen Psaki were like, no, that has nothing to do with why we're seeing seven point four million job openings, but only two hundred sixty six two hundred sixty six thousand jobs, you know, filled. I think it's pretty obvious, right? Totally obvious. paid not to work. Totally obvious. She's lying through her teeth. It's completely <laughs> obvious. And the thing about it is, like, you've got a lot of people in America now know what it's like to live like a hedge fund manager, do nothing and get free money from the government, buy assets, buy stuff. And do nothing. That's the way a lot of rich people, they just get, like, again, Buffett or some of these other folks, they are literally welfare bums. They just get free money from the government, and they don't do anything. They don't add anything to the economy. And so a lot of people are saying, you know what, now that I live like Ken Griffith, who's a hedge fund manager at Citadel, who puts Ben Bernanke on his board of directors, who gets uh, involved in the GameStop fandango, who gets bailed out and uses the money to bail out his subsidiary Melvin Capital from the money he got from the government to bail out the year before – and then does and get, and get does nothing for it. Um, and people are saying that's the way I want to live. I, I want to get free money too and live like these hedge fund guys. I don't want to work. Is is perhaps the GameStop rebellion, as it's being called, the first sign of like an actual insurrection against the system? GameStop is like Wall Street, Occupy Wall Street, but deeper. So Occupy Wall Street can never get inside the system. The GameStop Reddit guys got into the system. They recognize that GameStop. 
the stock had been there were counterfeit sales of many shares that didn't exist, but they were yeah. being sold. Naked short selling, is that naked short selling. So they they knew that they could uh, bid up the price and uh, put the short squeeze on. That's amazing, right? So I um, love it. Yeah, it's, it is activist. Uh, it is like what we call it the global insurrection against banker occupation, Giabo. So it's a worldwide phenomenon because the bankers are everywhere. They're doing the same thing everywhere. And all the central banks are working together. You know, when they say in the U.S. and Jay Powell will say, oh, you know, actually, you know, rates went up a little bit six months ago and we, 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 we reduced our asset purchases by 2%. The fact is on a net basis, when you look at all central banks, all the major central banks around the world for the last 20 years, there's never been a one single day that they haven't expanded their balance sheets and done net purchases of these assets and built it up. But the GameStop thing is working within that system. Gold works within that system. That's, that's a, you know, relentlessly pessimistic sort of doomed system where these, uh, you know, the command and control people in, in charge of our economy, they'll, they'll never let anybody fight back. They'll never let you protect yourself. And then you see until, and, it, until it just falls apart. And they will they destroy can. you. But Bitcoin fixes that. Bitcoin yeah. allows you to just exit the system. As Christine Lagarde warned recently, she said we must stop Bitcoin because it, it it's an exit an escape valve from our system. Wow. So, yeah. you know, she's telling you the truth. And that's like, <laughs> you can, you know, once you exit that system and you, you become relentlessly optimistic, as we are in our Telegram group over yeah. at Orange Pill Podcast, you know, we, uh, you, you don't, you don't need to be, um, are you looking at my, I, I, I you know, I my, my Christian Lagarde. Oh, my, 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 <laughs> my, wig on. my, my plan was like, I thought I, I, I thought I looked like Clint Eastwood yeah, with my, with my poncho. And then I realized Clint Eastwood doesn't really, you know. Wait, is this Christine Lagarde? Is this chef de SCP? Is she bien? En premier, en premier, en premier. Tout le temps, tout le temps, tout le temps. Je suis chef de SCP. Le gros, c'est du petit le bon. Oui. Est-ce que, est-ce que vous avez des questions? Do you have a question for her? <laughs> She's asking. She's asking. Should I buy I'm, busy, I'm busy handling the audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's like my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is. I think Doge is the next no. step of the rebellion. Oh. What no. we saw the last two months is people. No. It's basically like GameStop. Yeah. People just game the system. I don't think no. it's a good coin. But I think no, it's an hold, example hold, hold, of people hold, 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 unionizing. Well, well, right. But hold, hold, hold on. I want to. I, sure. I, I want to talk about the the, the rebellion. Yeah. yeah so the so rebellion. I mentioned it's we mentioned GameStop. Rebellion. Bitcoin is the only rebellion. GameStop is not a rebellion. It's just like hmm. within the system, they control the system. They control the the SEC, the the stock market, all that stuff. Look what happened when can't, can't they just short sell GameStop? They, GameStop what, when it goes what, up again. What no? What, to go what happened? Robinhood uh, stops right, your yep, sale, right? Yep, so yep, they control that system. Right. And you play by their rules. You know, Rob- the house wins. Robin Hood was, exactly. was, 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 I guess they were threatened, right? Like Robin Hood, the company was threatened. Robin Hood yeah. it, it gets their primary source of revenue yeah. from JP Citadel. And JP Morgan and was JP there. JP Morgan. They buy the order flow from Robin Hood. So they shut them down to protect Melvin Capital, a subsidiary of Citadel. So it's an all rigged situation. Rigged. Totally so, rigged. Well, let, let's talk about the next thing that they were saying. This is, this is, I, I, I gotta admit, I saw this story and I'm laughing. <sighs> Quote, we all quit. Restaurant signs claiming staff walking out are popping up across the U.S. These tweets are something else. There's on Chipotle, on Burger King, on Wendy's, McDonald's yeah. signs being like, we're closed because no one shut up today. There's signs people putting up saying we refuse to work for such little wages. Right. And there's a couple of things. For one, we know Biden is basically paying people more money to not work than they could get from working. Yeah, sure. But also inflation. 
So if people, you're, you're, you mentioned earlier that people, 40% of their weekly budget is going to food. So if you're working at a fast food restaurant, it doesn't matter if you're getting $15 an hour or $20 an hour. What matters is how much food can you afford to buy at the end of the week. At, right. at the end of the week. They could right. pay you $1,000 or $10,000. But if right. your food costs $4,000, $10,000 doesn't mean anything. That's exactly right. I mean, if you can keep getting your rate wages raised, but the price of food goes higher than they're raising the wages, you're getting a cut in pay. So, and that's so what happens in Argentina, Venezuela. Mm. That's what's happening right now. They keep printing like mad, but the, they can't control inflation. And the, the policymakers will say there's no inflation because their banking constituents want that 0% money to keep consolidating in mergers and acquisitions and leverage buyouts. So they say it's at 1.6%, even though it has a patent false but but the supply lie. the supply situation is going to be something we can't hide so you have the shortages of all these microchips that's affecting all sorts of, of the economy the the problem with labor is a real genuine problem and just in the drive up here we saw hundreds and hundreds of signs all over the place begging people to come apply for jobs even in the middle of a field, like there was a sign, <laughs> Domino's is looking for drivers. Yeah, a bunch of drivers. cows and a yeah. sign <laughs> advertising for Domino's jobs. Yeah. Like, They're going to hire cows? What's going <laughs> on? All right, wait, wait, wait. wait. Ian, order more vinegar. <laughs> we got to start buying it's whatever so we can. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. People start hoarding, which then feeds an inflationary cycle. Then and prices go up because that. But, but I'll get the vinegar first. I just bought 150 pounds of flour. No, no. I already, I already bought you 100 pounds of flour. Hey, I got 150 more. But it's, it's, that, it's that sort of mindset. The mindset, the psychology is what is really important to hyperinflation or whatever. I mean, but the other point I want to make is like I was just uh, retweeted a story a day or two ago about um, in Durham. North Carolina, which is a pretty big city outside of Raleigh. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And, um, they can't find 911 operators. Whoa. So they're having wow. to divert. They, they had to admit that they've been diverting calls to Raleigh uh, overnight because there's, you know... The, the economy's been hollowed out, right, through private equity deals, cheap money, borrowing, and debt. So it's been hollowed out. It's a, just a shell that's cracking in real time. All that money so, was stolen. You, Trillions well, uh, stolen, stolen from the economy, well, remember, Tim. Uh, uh, it's fragile, like a sh- an egg shell is cracking. The people are now on the streets, and the revolution is in the air. <laughs> so you, you guys have seen The Wolf of Wall Street. No, you know. I never saw. You it. never saw it, but Max worked on Wall Street during it. those. Times. So this was like uh, you know, in the film, you basically have a bunch of coked out, drugged out <laughs> Wall Street guys being like, "Yeah, stop talking about Max and, like that." <laughs> and they're just like, "I'm not selling." They, they they know that they're yeah, I'm not selling. I'm staying. Yeah. But it, but it's like these people know that they're ripping people off, basically. Like they're just extracting access to resources and value from a system without yeah, providing yeah. anything to it. That's right. At Wall Street, my job on Wall Street, it, it was a microcosm of the economy as a whole. So the byword uh, as a stockbroker is do whatever you can to get commissions, and we've got lawyers. There, There's no such thing as the rule of law on Wall Street. You you get the commission first, and if the feds come after you, you deal with it later. You hire, pay the fine. You pay fines. You know, uh, Wall Street keeps 90 cents of every dollar they steal. 
Right, ten cents goes to the fines. Or the great thing about Wall Street is that they just change the law. Uh, for example, when uh, Citigroup bought Travelers, it's a big multi-billion-dollar deal. It broke the Glass-Steagall law that had been in yeah. place since the '30s. They simply retroactively changed the law and said, "We're going to change the law," and it, it retroactively applies to that deal. There are there are there is no rule of law on Wall Street. Full but stop. It's, it's it's I think it's just the, the the rot goes deeper than this. Have you guys ever seen these things? They're called like power bracelets or balance bracelets. They're they're rubber bands that they sell for like thirty bucks, and they tell you they say when you wear it, it improves your balance. And they use a trick called the center of gravity illusion. It's really simple. You ask someone to stand with their feet together and their arms straight at their sides. You then put your hand on their arm and pull downward slightly away from their body. They'll fall over. Then you put the wristband on their hand and then you push slightly into their body and they won't fall over. But you can actually like hang because you're pushing towards their center of gravity. Salespeople in, I would see them in these malls. They'd be doing this trick. And I'm thinking to myself, I know how the trick works. You could do it with a rock. You could do it with anything. How are they getting away with selling rubber bands for 30 bucks and lying to people? So right. I looked it up. It's very simple. Someone will start a company. They'll knowingly defraud people. The FTC would come in and say, you gotta, you gotta pay us $5 million. And they go, oh no, we only made 10. Here's your five. Here's your cut. And then they take that money and they do the same thing with a new company, a new entity, and they sell trash products, pay their fine, start a new company, trash products, and they get, you know, destroyed, shut down. But the government's getting a cut of it. So instead yeah. of actually policing these companies and saying, mm-hmm. stop doing this, they're like, you know, so long as we get money. I right. Think, you it's know, called the captured regulator. Yeah. So the SEC and Elon Musk proved this mm-hmm. brilliantly when uh, recently he broke some laws and he, he, he openly mocked the SEC. How about Austin, Texas, when they, they banned Uber because they were losing money on the drunk driving tickets? They're like, wow. we, we want people to drunk drive because wow. we made the police made so much money from it in the city. So revolutions in the air. <laughs> the system has been hollowed out. When you guys, extracted. Yeah. you guys mentioned der- you mentioned derivatives earlier. Uh-huh. What was the history of the creation of derivatives? Because that seemed like part of this hollowing. Right. So derivatives go back to the uh, option pricing formula for volatility that came around during the early '80s, and under the Reagan deregulatory environment, you had listed options. So listed options are essentially the first derivative and uh, product. And so this is simply an option on the future price movement of a stock. And it's a big market, the options market. And then during the 80s, they introduced financial derivatives. Uh, up until then, it was re- confined to stocks and commodities. So were the, the futures contracts, as you could say, is a derivative. So futures contracts have been around for hundreds of years. It's a way for agricultural companies to hedge against um, the weather, right? So they can sell their product today to, to a speculator, and they, they're in, therefore they, they, they don't have the risk of their product arriving to market and losing everything because they need it to plant the next season. But with the financial derivative, you had the S&P futures and bond futures and money market futures and forex futures. So it gave banks the way to speculate on money itself with a, in a highly leveraged way. And that was the beginning of financial derivatives. And that's the beginning of when we have a global Ponzi scheme of banks essentially trading on inside information with each other on financial shenanigans in a way that was incredibly leveraged. But you're right in the sense that at some point, the derivatives market became bigger than the underlying market, right? So the derivatives market should only be a fraction of the underlying market. To give you an example of this, in the oil market, for every barrel of oil, there's something like 60,000 barrels in oil derivatives, 
right? That's how leveraged this whole thing is. For for the global economy, which is, let's call it a $100 trillion global economy, there's more than a quadrillion in derivatives, right? The, quadri- the derivatives market is a multi-quadrillion dollar market. So an example of that would be like if a company loses $6 million in assets or something, and but people bet on that, they can make $60 million on that $6 million loss in a derivative? Well, one one great milestone in the derivative business was uh, the credit default swap invention by Blythe, Blythe Masters. Masters. <laughs> Exxon, uh, remember the Exxon Valdez oil spill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, instead of Exxon suffering uh, financial calamity from that, Blythe Masters invented the credit default swap where she was able to strip out bonds from bond interest and sell the interest separately, essentially, and insulated Exxon from that disaster. So they, they took the event, which would have been a liability, and they turned it into a non-event, effectively. Wow. So um, that's that's just what we call financial engineering. And, it's a, and, and so you could say that it's a way to slice and dice securities into all different things. If you go to the 2008, the subprime crisis was a derivatives crisis because they took uh, subprime mortgages, which are have a high probability of defaulting, and they mixed it with a AAA-rated government bond, and then they sold that mixed package as a tranche to a pension fund with the idea that, well, th- the probability of this collapsing is so minute that we're going to give it the same rating is, as the bond, a AAA rating. Oh, wow. th- th- this is like the, the housing crisis? Yeah. They, they took so the, what happened the, the was for the first time in history, you had a housing crisis in, over the entire country. And so the subprime market collapsed spectacularly. And instead of fining or penalizing the banks that package this garbage, even in testimony, they told Congress that these were bags of expletive. That they were wow. selling to the Goldman Sachs. Not only did Goldman Sachs knowingly and openly sell bags of expletives to clients. Excrement. Yes. <laughs> excrement. They then made bets against their clients knowing mm. that the clients would blow up. Wow. So they made money on the short side. They sold their own client short to make money on the collapse of the client that they knew was going to happen because so, so they had it, sold them the bags of excrement. So That's like, how insidious and awful and corrupt this whole system is. It's, it's kind of like encouraging your wife to go skydiving and then taking out a massive life insurance policy on her. And then right, and knowing then, that she has no idea what right, she's and doing. then selling short the the air, airline company and the skydiving <laughs> company, knowing that they're going to be sued out of existence. I wow. have to also point out that you know while we're talking about inflation, this is the thing that's so topsy turvy about everything, and why we have um, such a, a chaos in our economic system is those derivatives are collapsing, and that is a black hole, and that is a huge amount of deflation, right? So if that's worth nothing, but it's right now on paper worth a quadrillion that's a lot of money that's like many 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 trillions that we'd have to print every month just to break even on that right so the central bank has bought now trillions of dollars worth of this paper from wall street eight trillion eight trillion dollars that they to re liquefy wall street but that's just a small fraction of it right but they buy it at 100 cents on the dollar but when you say okay what's the resale value it's zero so So, the federal reserve bank has leveraged more than 100 to one which is they're leveraged more than Enron. I mean, Enron was leveraged 80, 70, or 80 to 1, and it collapsed in a day. The, the Federal Reserve Bank is leveraged much more than Enron was leveraged, and it could collapse overnight. Because, but, that, but that's so the, what, 
that's the problem with the whether or not it's inflation or deflation. And this is a debate. This is a debate that we've been having on all of our content for the last 15 years. Yeah. Like nobody, economists, bankers, nobody knows for sure what, which one we're actually having. So right. I want to I want to I want to say one thing and we'll, I want to read you this next story. Um, I think you're both wrong. I think Dogecoin is incredible. I think I think Dogecoin is no. You're incorrect. It's Dogecoin. You want to know why you're wrong? Dogecoin. Dogecoin has just made a bunch of people who don't pay attention pay attention, and if in the end they trade Dogecoin for Bitcoin, it's 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 better, isn't it? No, I, I've, you don't I've, been, in this, I've been in this business for ten years, and and uh, no one knows more about it than I do, and it's um, it's a gateway drug to getting wrecked. So people think that they are smart enough to trade altcoins in a way that they're going to get more Bitcoin or they're just going to be in it for a minute. And But the fact is that once you step away from Bitcoin, you're entering the gambling casino. Right. So it's the same. If every go to Vegas and you go across the, the, the room with all the slot machines and you ask 100 people how, if they're winners in Vegas, the 100 people say, yeah, I win all the time. I'm a big winner. They're sitting there with a smoke and a cigar, you know, with threadbare, with nothing to, on their back. And they're like, I've been winning in this for years and years because the gambling mentality is such. You, you convince yourself that you're you're going to win at this gambling thing. So that's number but one. I, I do. And number two, the, the projects themselves suck. Uh, they're all centralized garbage. Bitcoin is decentralized. It's a big difference. Um, and it, you can't compare the two. It, it is. It's, it's, I'm not saying Dogecoin technologically or their infrastructure, or their code. I'm saying a bunch of regular people, young people who had no interest at all in any capacity with cryptocurrency. All of a sudden now the door was opened to at least walking into the room. And if at the end of it, 10% of the people or 1% of those people who normally would never be involved are like, I'm going to buy Bitcoin with it because that, that's, that's, the, that's the real asset. So they bought some Dogecoin as a joke. It went up. They went, whoa, they sold it. Then they you know, got Bitcoin instead. Isn't it better than well, people it's are like, it, it, Bitcoin it? Is, is the house and everybody else are the, are the chumps on the floor. So I own Bitcoin. If somebody wants to go into the speculative world of gambling on Dogecoins, uh, and ultimately, all that capital, the, the size of the market is expanding, right? So it's a two trillion plus. And that means that ultimately more money will flow into Bitcoin. Bitcoin right. goes through cycles and right now it's going sideways and it's building a base and then it'll make a big leap again. And then you'll see rotation out of all these altcoins into Bitcoin. Uh, and, and a lot of people will get wrecked. And, and also so, when you're trading in those altcoins, there's all kinds of tax liabilities you have to be aware of. Absolutely. Uh, there's just, it's just, it's not worth it instead of just well, huddle. No, no, right, That's right, right. my shirt says, Huddle! Huddle, baby! Huddle! Not, That's what it's all right. about! Don't I'm make not, me get undressed, Tim! Don't make me get naked please, please on your don't, show! Please don't get please undressed. Don't. <laughs> I'm not saying Dogecoin is better than Bitcoin. I'm saying Dogecoin as a marketing campaign got a bunch of people to finally know what crypto was. They're going to get wrecked. So people who bought it last week on the, um, you know, Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live at 72 or 74 cents a coin, they're sitting on 30 or 40 percent losses today. And they're wondering, what the heck am I going to do? It's going to scare a lot of people out. They're going to, to in order, we enter into the arithmetic of losing. The amount of percent gain you need to break even once you lose 10% is more than 10%. Right. So, uh, you know, you, and then you, what happens is you tend to, to trade riskier projects as is today there's another coin that's a dog Shiba, coin right Shiba Inu token. so now oh, that had a rally that. today so a lot of people who lost 30 percent on doge in the last week are going to be i'm going to make it back on this other thing which is even more ridiculously well, so, so, so they, they end up with zero let's, let's, let's let me ask you about bitcoin though if 
for one, there's a finite amount of Bitcoin. It's yeah. gonna, it's, it, it's not, they're not gonna complete the 21 million t- uh, coins until when? Do you know what year? Another 100 years. Another 100 years. Yeah. So, if, 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 look, we, 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 I was talking with some, uh, some of the people here at Timcast earlier, and one of the suggestions was, like, why don't you buy, like, do a video where you buy something big with Bitcoin? And I was like, because I'd rather have the Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Why would I, why would I give it up for anything? You know, Tesla says you can buy a, a, you know, a Tesla with a Bitcoin. I'm like, I'd rather have the Bitcoin. It's like, why yeah, would, why, why would I spend a million dollars on a $50,000 car? Yeah, no, Bitcoin's going to yeah. hit a million bucks. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's going to be a lot faster than most people realize. So I guess the challenge is right now, should people, uh, you know, uh, should hypothetical people who are working just be buying as much Bitcoin as possible, but keeping some of the fiat for regular use, rent, food? Cause you don't want to spend the Bitcoin. You want it for later, yeah, that's right? That's right. That's right. What, what, at what point are you like, okay, now I can spend Bitcoin? When it, it becomes um, a greater parity to gold. So gold's worth about $10 trillion, let's call it. Bitcoin's worth around $1 trillion or so. When you see Bitcoin trading at parity to gold at around 500000 a coin or $10 trillion worth, then I think it'll be, it'll be transitioned from uh, uh, the pure only store of value to store of value and medium of exchange. It's not really a medium of exchange as such, although on what's called the second layer with uh, Lightning and other applications yeah. built on top, people are using it as uh, for transactions every single day. And a lot of people who do transact in Bitcoin that might spend Bitcoin, uh, let's say $1,000 of Bitcoin, they'll immediately buy 1000 to, to replenish that. Right. A lot of people, the most intelligent thing you can do is dollar cost averaging, which is just every single day or every week or every month, you simply put in 10 bucks, 100 bucks, or 1000 bucks into uh, Bitcoin on a regular basis. You know, we, we work with, I, I think you know, Swan Bitcoin is a company that is, specializes in this. And we, we, ha- we, we work with them pretty closely. I got, I got an email from somebody, somebody who has like a, it was a wealthy individual who had a trust, like a wealthy family. Yeah. And they were talking to their financial manager or whatever, saying, we need to start putting our assets into Bitcoin. And they said, absolutely not. We won't do that. Yeah. And so the email I got was like very upset. Like, what are we supposed to do? You know. Well, that's that's understandable. The the, the entrenched, you know, the the, the establishment in, the, in these markets don't want to, the competition, and they don't want people taking money out because once a lot of people understand that, you know, the the saying goes, "Not your keys, not your Bitcoin." You take the keys off these exchanges and these products, and you and so you're taking money out of the system. So, for if you're uh, somebody whose business is accumulating assets under management (AUM), and uh, that's a negative for you because people are taking all their assets off and they're they're putting it into cold storage. And right. so that's that's they don't want that competitive thing going on. And the, the the amount of money made on selling products is enormous. And this is a, a, a there's no fees attached. It's 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 free to store essentially. Uh, so it, they don't want the competition. And but uh, that is changing quite rapidly. As uh, Paul Tudor Jones, very famous hedge fund manager, said, he believes inflation is here, and he he owns a lot of gold. But he says Bitcoin is the fastest horse in the race. Um, how long until you think Bitcoin reaches half a million? Well, I I've got a price target for twenty twenty one of two hundred twenty thousand per coin. Why? What what, what was that number? Based on the halvings that we've had every four years, we've had three halvings. And uh, typically, you see these types of price moves in the the year. You can track post. a pattern. Yeah, yeah. that's that's cyclically what we see. What's the halving? So, well, so, so one second. Uh, has has the price tracked as you've predicted it thus far? Because I know you much. Been... Yeah, the first quarter it did uh, it did very very well. Now it's kind of going sideways, and I think we're going to see in the second quarter another breakout move to to um, you know in, uh, seventy eighty eighty five thousand. So I, I've known you guys for a decade. 
And uh, I, I told you the story of Bitcoin back in 2011. I was at a hackerspace in L.A. It was called Crash Space. I was hanging with my friend Jeff. And I uh, was sitting at my computer. I had savings. I had about five grand in savings. I had worked. I had saved it. I'm never going to touch it. It's my rainy day fund. It's like I'm very proud. I was, you know, was I 24 or something? And I said, I, I saw Bitcoin. So the Bitcoin faucet. For those that aren't familiar, there's a website that literally just gave you free Bitcoin. It was 0.05, I believe. Could be wrong. Just randomly like, there you go. Here's some. Cause yep. it, was, it was almost worthless. So I look at my friend and I'm like, should I just buy a bunch of this Bitcoin thing? Because I'm just saving this money. It's sitting in a bank. You know, I got to pay fees or whatever. Why don't I just buy this Bitcoin? And he goes, ah, nah, dude. Like, it's probably a scam. You're going to buy it off some dude and then it's going to become worthless. And I was like, yeah, uh, I guess not. And so I was actually, not, no joke, sitting there about to buy like 7,300, you know, Bitcoin. Yeah. At 70 cents. And then I remember when it went up to five bucks and I was like, oh man, remember when I, my, my, when yeah. Jeff, when you told me I had to buy it, then it hit 20 bucks. Same story. Then it hit 500. Yeah, same yeah, story. Yeah. And what's funny is, so I remember when you guys were promoting Bitcoin like crazy, and I was just watching it like, yeah, but now it's at, you know, five bucks. <laughs> if only I had bought was a dollar. Now it's at $60,000. And I'm right. like, why didn't I listen to Max? Well, that story is the exact same story that Peter Schiff has experienced. <laughs> yeah, but he's still I not I told him it, right? at a dollar. I told him at $10. I told him at $100. I told him at $1,000. told him at $10,000. And he still won't buy it. He's still anti-Bitcoin. He's still saying the same silly things over and over again. So I, I have been. a common story. I was buying though. So, so, you know, what I like, I'm like, man, I should have bought, I'll buy some. I'll buy a little bit. But I never went gung-ho. I never went full in. I just bought a little bit here and they're like, eh, well, I'll just have some. Yeah, well, it's never too late. You know, this, it's, it's going to continue to go up. You know, on this financial advice question, it's like th- th- we're setting the table. We're saying, look, here's inflation. Here's your options. Here's what people are saying, you know, and make your own choices. Do your own research. But it's a very compelling story. Uh, and, and, and given that what the track record has been and that nothing we've said that would happen hasn't happened pretty much. We've been absolutely spot on in predicting the last 10 years, uh, pretty much every major turn in the global economy. I'm definitely going to be buying uh, more Bitcoin, but what do you, uh, Bitcoin, what do you think about Ethereum though? It's centralized garbage. You don't like Ethereum? It's shit. Oh. Nah, it's fine. Well, so I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that Ethereum is the same thing as Bitcoin. I think no, it's centralized. It's it's got it's the transactions are reversible. They've reversed the transactions before. Sixty percent pre mine is the it's an exit scam where Vitalik and those guys are just dumping coins whenever they feel like it. Wow. Um, it's uh, it's not robust at all. It's uh, buggy. It's never been. A, no one knows how many exist. If right. you say well, you can't run a node. It, what it, is it? Ethereum. Exactly. What is it? Like, what's the point of it? So there's there's applications run off of it using ERC twenty tokens. So it, why not use Microsoft? Why not use AWS? Yeah, all of the uh, all of the nobody run nobody can run a node. It costs too much. It's all hosted on AWS. That's true. Yeah. So you can shut it down. And, do you think yep. uh, Do you think AWS is going to listen? You know to. Vitalik Buterin, or are I, they going to listen to the Treasury if the Treasury contacts them? No, I, I agree. So I, I think I view Ethereum as is very, very different from Bitcoin as yeah. more of like an investment into a company. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
as opposed yeah, to Bitcoin. And, which and is, there are a lot better companies then to invest in. Than but, but if you're, I don't know the returns right, have been But if your objective is to that, what everything that, that Bitcoin offers, and as we've discussed about it, and that's your objective, there's, there's Bitcoin. If you want to get involved in something called Ethereum, which is some software that is buggy and it's centralized and it has a track record of malfeasance, that's an option people I want to be make. Medici. I want to be my own bank. I want to be the central bank. I want to have my own country within but, me. And but, I don't, you know, Bit, uh, Ethereum doesn't give that. No other coin gives that. Just Bitcoin. Are you saying you've invested yeah. in nothing other than Bitcoin? That's all we do. Yeah. Nothing else. You guys should create no your companies. own coins. No, you can't. No like, not, like, as soon as there's an individual who can be identified and that person yeah. can then take the coin down. The treasury yeah. context. Well, my, I think the, the future, it's centralized. I think the future of currency is like you make Max Coin, Stacy Coin, Ian Coin, Tim no, Coin. No, and it's then, not. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. No, I had a question I asked. That I, 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 oh, good. You guys are not investing in anything outside of Bitcoin. Like, so no, we have we have Bitcoin. We have invested in uh, Bitcoin startups. Like, for example, Kraken, which is an exchange. When it was five million dollars, we invested in it. It's now uh, worth uh, ten billion dollars. Swanbitcoin.com forward slash orange pill. We we find Swan we, Bitcoin. We spawn. Yeah. You know, we Finance them, yeah. but, but in them. no, like regular stocks of like you know blue chips or five hundreds <laughs> or anything. Um, no, because um, we there's a couple of interesting companies that are Bitcoin related. So MicroStrategy has a big Bitcoin position. Square, which is Jack, Jack Dorsey's company, yeah. is really a big on the Bitcoin Vanguard. So I, I have positions, I have small positions in these in these uh, in these companies that are Bitcoin related uh, investments. In uh, what year was it? Was it 2012? I was hanging out with you guys, and I was I was filming for some show, and yes. you guys you guys you were filming some guy, some rich guy, and he was like, "You got to buy Square," and Square was like 13 bucks. Yeah, and so I was you know I was mostly broke, and I was like, "All right, I'll buy some," and I did not regret it. Oh, right. good. So good, I I, good. T- I tell these stories about how like, I wish I bought Bitcoin, but the reality is just standing next to you guys here and you guys talk about Square. Right. And then well, actually... And Square is up a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah especially from back then. Square is huge, yeah. So uh, for those that are familiar with when I went on the uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast with Jack Dorsey, I said before we start the show, like I should do a disclaimer that I own some shares in Square. Not that much. Like very, yeah. very little because I was yeah. broke when I bought into it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. now it's like... Yeah. It's, well, we have some gold and silver from our gold and silver days, but we use it as collateral to buy Bitcoin. Wow. So uh, it's, what, uh, what do you mean collateral? Like taking out loans to yeah, buy Bitcoin? Yeah. <laughs> I use those collateral. I just did that. That's that a good. Awesome. That's the way uh, wealthy people do it, right? You don't want to yeah. pay taxes because as soon as you sell anything, you have to you have to do your capital. Yeah, gains. we started buying but gold you, at the four hundred range. If you borrow against, so so you go to a bank. What do you do? You you say like, hey, I want hundred grand to buy Bitcoin. Then you buy Bitcoin in a month no, later. You go to a bank. Yeah, yeah. you put yeah. up your gold and silver as collateral. And you you take out a loan. So then a month later, because Bitcoin's just skyrocketing, you just pay back the loan and then you got free Bitcoin. You pay it back out of your earnings, like whatever, wow. so you don't have to uh, pay the capital gains, right? On BlockFi, you can put yeah. crypto up as, as collateral. Yeah, to yeah. it's a huge yeah. market, but um, but you do have to give up your so, keys. Yeah, yeah, give you up that. your keys, so, 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 so it's, not, it's not worth it. Don't if, go to BlockFi. If dollars are going down and yeah. we're like, man, this is bad, and Bitcoin yeah. is going up, this is great, yeah. and you can go to a bank and they'll say, we will give you the dollars to buy Bitcoin, Yeah, that seems like a no-brainer. No, well, yeah, I, that's I, what I thought. I'm not telling anybody to do anything. Gold and silver are going up, and so is the Bitcoin. Right? Wow. So my collateral is going up as well as what my... What about property, though? Property is good, right? Property is a sitting duck because you have uh, property taxes, which are going right. to go up. And you can't... And it's also not very 
you know, I think it's there's going to be it's not liquid during, during and when, bad times. When you have a, what I think is going to be a very troubling uh, time, and you need to move and and leave, let's say, the country, for example, you can't really take your property, but you can take your Bitcoin. You just need memorize a seed phrase, and you can go through the airport naked, and you can have uh, any amount of Bitcoin but it, with but, you. But it's a uh, I mean, you, you want to have – you don't want to just only have Bitcoin, right? You want to have other things, I'd imagine. Like you want to maybe focus heavily on Bitcoin, but I'd imagine – Well, what you, happened over the last 10 years is that the, since the price went from a dollar to 55000 it has now become uh, – it dwarfed everything else yeah. in the portfolio. We invest right? – invest in yourself. That's the best thing Absolutely. to do. That's, that's, that's uh, like do. better than any stocks or whatever because – you know, as as you see, oh, like somebody bullets. somebody like Biden can come along and say, "Okay, capital gains is not twenty percent; it's going to be forty three percent." And you're like, "Dude, I heard like exactly." I I, I heard a, a great quote earlier today, though. They said, um, "When when it all hits the fan, and a Bitcoin is worth a million bucks, yeah, do you know how many bullets it would cost to get a mil- to get a million dollars in Bitcoin? One, right? Not necessarily. Not with a multi sig wallet. So if you have a multi-sig wallet in cold storage, then no, no amount of bullets can get your Bitcoin. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get the use, point, uh, you know. Well, the, the famous $5 <laughs> wrench attack, as it's called. <laughs> the $5 wrench attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's, that's, that, but it, I would say in, a, in an extremis, Bitcoin is probably the most secure because, um, gold and silver can easily be confiscated by the government or stolen and it's tough to, in, uh, insure and keep in a vault. Then you have your house can be, uh, taken away as the houses have t- been taken away. Yeah. Fiat money can be canceled. Once you put money in the bank, you know, technically it's owned by the bank. You don't own it right. anymore. Right. So and that can be can, confiscated. Unless they can read your mind. Right. So with Bitcoin, it's actually in a total breakdown. It's the only form of wealth which is actually secure. How, so, about, so, how, how about all the money that uh, police steal across America? Oh, yeah. Civil assets. And people always say, oh, yeah. what, what if electricity goes down? Well, actually, now Bitcoin is being beamed via satellite from Blockstream. So you don't so even need the electrical you, grid to be working. You can nice. you can set up uh, a Bitcoin password that's just like a regular old password you remember, right? You can do, yeah. So you can create a phrase that's really easy for you to remember, but really hard for a computer to crack. Like a 12 to 24 word phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always tell people like good passwords are just like a song lyric or something or just a, a sentence. Usually you get a random word generator, which you can find online, and they just generate random words. But that's not better than... It can be because the I believe in the, in the security. Uh, the, be- the best place to go for information about that is called Bitcoin page, and that is run by Jameson Lop, and he's like one of the top security experts in the space. So you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't take your uh, security advice from uh, the you know from us right now. I would go to the top guy, Jameson Lop, Bitcoin page, and it has all the security stuff how to how to create the best uh, passphrases and all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's uh, let's talk about the revolution. Yeah, let's do it. We Which got this. One? We got the story from Fox News. LAPD station firebomb attack caught on camera as suspect tosses Molotov cocktail at building. Suspect taken into custody at LAPD Topanga Division Station, but motive unknown. That's just the story. It could be nothing. I mean, you guys have certainly heard of stories like this throughout your 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 life. Right, you're seeing more and more of this. And um, with Bitcoin, it's peace. Peace, peaceful. It's it promotes love. And it promotes uh, community. Whereas fiat money, this is a fiat money story. This is what happens when, when you have a, uh, an economy this based is, on this, fiat this, money. This is what happens when, some, when somebody works for 80 hours in a week and then says, I need to pay my rent. And then a month goes by and he can't afford to buy food, even though he just worked 80 hours. This happens his money history. is literally just paper. This happens yeah. when, uh, you know, disintegrations wow. happen. We, when the entropy happens within a system that you see it all the time, like like world wars happen and it's not just world war a pandemic happens at the same time you see 
before the Renaissance, at, at the end of the Dark Ages, you see bubonic plague, you see the Inquisition, you see all sorts of stuff start to happen at the same time because we're vibrating as a culture and a people. Yeah, we, and, we, Things are going crazy. We, What's we, uh, we, got, we got another story. To, yeah. I, I just got to read this. Yeah, Officers it. fatally shoot man who rammed his SUV into Massachusetts police station, yeah. DA says. So this is just from today, this afternoon. Uh, the man managed to drive through the steel double doors. He was, he was, the officer shot the suspect, appeared to be a man in his early 20s. After he got out of his vehicle and aimed what appeared to be a rifle at responding officers, no one was hurt. The man was taken to St. Vincent Hospital in, Wor- uh, in Worcester, where he was pronounced dead. On Monday, the Worcester County District Attorney identified the man as Zachary Richardson, a Leicester resident. So I don't know uh, um, if we have anything on this guy or what his motivation was. But regardless, look, we, 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 we see these stories, and I think it's fair to say maybe they're just random attacks. If we can't read the guy's mind, we don't know. But I think everything you've mentioned, the signs we're seeing pop up at all these restaurants where people are refusing to work, mm. people are ready to explode. They're, mm. they're, they're, they're livid. And I really do think when you look at gas prices going up, there was this video I retweeted it where there's a guy – he felt he's got twenty gallon uh, tank, eighty nine dollars, and he's like, "Yo, Joe Biden, what the? <laughs> right, he's right. Like, I'm ready to vote again." And I'm like, "Well, look, the bill comes due. We, you print all this money. What do you think's going to happen?" And what's weird is that people seem to claim that the problem is what we could fall under the category of social justice, right? For some reason, the policymakers in Washington think the problem has to do with that's the trick pronouns or right. something like that whereas the problem is the paper money but they don't will never address this problem think, because they themselves are the chief beneficiary well, of the graft I think, of the of the grift of I, the ponzi scheme i think you guys know this occupy wall street was legitimate early on you had conservatives libertarians the left left and right complaining with the big banks you had the tea party movement upset with the with the politicians yep. you had people ready to storm onto wall street angry and then all of a sudden, within a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. the, the protest narrative started switching into white privilege, uh, progressive stack, racial hierarchies. Mm-hmm. And I would be willing to bet, um, I'm not saying it's true, that special interests were like, how can we get them to stop pointing the finger at us? Introduce right. race politics. Yeah. Make, make the poor people point at each other instead of at the big banks, the financial institutions, and the corrupt revolving door policies of the government. And then all of a sudden, what happened? Conservatives started leaving the libertarians left right away. And it became a woke fest where people were like, the white people can't speak anymore. And then people lost interest. Well, look who's the most demonized of all in all of this. The economic bottom, the ones who've been harmed the most from this uh, U.S. dollar reserves, from the Chiffin dilemma, from the Thucydides trap. Like we've demonized the and they're called fascists and they're called uh, white supremacist Nazis, uh, uh, you know, the, the ordinary person. And it's like some fat guy. truck driver from yeah. Dubuque or something. Yeah. So th- they're the ones that are demonized because they don't want, they want you to point to the victim as that's the person um, that, that, you know, rather than this economic system. It's, it's funny how many of these leftists who, you know, I used to, I've known many of them since Occupy Wall Street, they post this, this, this cartoon where there's three people sitting at a table. There's a rich guy with a big stack of cookies, mm. a working class guy with like two cookies, and then a poor person with like one cookie. And he's like, that guy wants to steal your cookies to make them fight each other. And I'm like, how do they recognize this? And then simultaneously defend massive multinational corporations, mm. cheer on the FBI and Joe yeah. Biden. Mm. It's like all of a sudden the tribe was more important than anything they ever protested. Well, you've got a good perspective on it because you were kind of came out of that. Uh, and so did Lee Camp. That's right. Lee's and cool. and uh, you know, and so he is uh, voicing these concerns 
uh, every single day on his show. Yep. Uh, Luke Rutkowski, who we know. Yep, absolutely. Uh, he's a guy who was there with his camera and doing brilliant investigative journalism, on-the-scene journalism. You know, but he, everyone in the new media space or the alt media space uh, also marginalized, also pushed to the side, uh, and for the for the same reasons because they the light will does not want to be shined on the actual underlying root causes of these problems. And so what we do is similar. They but come we up focus, with that word alt-right. Yeah, right. we focus on the money issue. That's what we've been doing for 16, 17 years. And we've been saying this, and nothing we've said has ever been not been borne out by 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 the truth. You you guys said that the millennials are going to have a great century yeah. and that the Gen Z, but uh, the fourth turning may be upon us. We're seeing people attack police stations. We're seeing police quit en masse. Are we not going to see a period of tumult, violence, and chaos before it gets better? Um, we have the cable news, which is different from back in the 1960s or 70s. But look at documentaries about when Max was like a little kid. There were like a thousand fire bombings right. of, of government buildings from the Weather mm-hmm, Underground mm-hmm. And, and other groups like that, the the Sibonese Lib- Liberation Army. Like, it was yeah, crazy but, but back was then. There, was yeah. there multifactional violence targeting each other? No, they were targeting the government. Right, now but it's... But now it's people against people because, of course, uh, we don't, you know, it's essentially the same COINTELPRO sort of situation. You, you turn the people against each other. That's I, the best way to control them. So I, I've talked about... Um, Civil War, yeah, and I always preface this with it was it was the a Princeton professor who said we're in a cold civil war. It was you know the Atlantic and New York Mag who mentioned that there are high probabilities you have Thucydides trap, you have the uh, the fourth turning, and what people need to understand uh, about the Civil War is that Americans often imagine the American Civil War as their reference for what civil war is. It's not. So we recently had someone on who said if it happens here, it'll be more like Syria. You'll get maybe twenty four or thirty factions totally unrelated fighting with the government and fighting with each other in areas. And it would just be chaos and bombings and shootings. And it kind of feels like hopefully, uh, I'll say hopefully doesn't happen, but we're already seeing the seeds planted of this. We're seeing various cells of Antifa groups with different names. They call Mm -hmm. themselves different things in different parts of the country, but they coordinate with each other to go after mutual enemies. You then have right-wing militia groups. We we, we recently had in, in Portland, an armed group of, uh, of, you know, fringe leftists marching around with full blackout gear, body armor, a couple of them in full blackout with body armor and rifles. And they were blocking traffic, essentially doing patrols. A guy gets out, a guy, uh, they start banging on his truck. He tells him, you know, get out of the way. They have weapons. They draw on him, according to him. So he, they, 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 uh, he gets out of the truck. He thought he hit something. Someone goes in. They smash his windows. They grab one of his less lethal, less lethal weapons. So he's, he warns them. He pulls his gun out at low ready and says, the next person that aims at me, I'm going to shoot. He's, he, put, he gets put in the hospital with some serious injuries. He's got two broken vertebrae. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So these groups are, are, are in Seattle and Portland. It's getting nuts. Right. And, you know, people are on an edge. This one guy got shot twice in the chest by mm-hmm. one of these leftist guys. And, of course, you've got right-wing groups. You've got the people storming the Capitol. I think we're walking between, through the doors of different factions of disparate ideologies, some that agree with others and some that don't. 
ready for, for right. war so by each other. The institutions that help are the glue to hold the country together, the education institution. Education's been destroyed by debt and being overpriced. So the education is now no longer available to the masses anymore. It's become a privilege for a few. And it, it, then you have uh, health care became financialized, commodified, and it's unaffordable or it's totally messed around with. Um, you have the infrastructure is, is breaking down. And all these institutions, why are they so fragile? Why did this all happen? It's because they've been hollowed out with the, these private equity groups in Wall Street using all the leverage buyout and the debt and the funny money. And now we're seeing them reaping the whirlwind of 40 years and, of... And, but I, I, and the, just, the scary thing is it's kind of like Belfast, what you're describing there, if you've uh, ever been there and, the and uh, understand the, the story there. And it's still going on. Like you still see some stuff happening there that the militia groups um max and i were there right during the g8 and obama obama kicked us out of our hotel by the way we had to move to a different hotel luke luke rakowski was there and uh filmed films for us there and um you know we we went by uh they they did up that street one of the one of the protestant areas loyalist areas and you know they closed down the militia pubs Except for it was, I think, it was UDF at this one. It was like um, for sale. They were trying to clean up the militias and like after the Good Friday Agreement. And it, there was a huge sign on the outside of this building for sale, and right next to it, handwritten, not for sale, property of the UDF. So nobody <laughs> bought it in the in the eight years wow. it was for sale because they're like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get firebombed by that. But yeah. that's, but uh, they're like. Again, like it's still going on. The troubles are still going on. It starts nominally with like Protestant versus Catholic and, you know, the Queen versus like independent Ireland. And and the same thing here is like it starts off like low key, like MSNBC versus Fox. And then it's like this weird movable feast that there's no one thing you could stick your finger on. It's like changes what their ideology is or what the word that is a trigger word that's going to get you knifed in some alley. Right. You you know, you know, it's really scary to me is that, you know, uh, two years ago I said things are going to get bad. Yeah. And then a lot of things I said were going to happen happen. January. We had our, our, our friend Jack Murphy who comes on the show every other Wednesday. Uh, he was our, I think he was our first guest. Um, we, we talked about predictions for the year and we got some things eerily right. A, a bunch of fans of the show were like, look at these clips from your show in January of last year. That's freaky. And, uh, it's funny because it feels like we're frogs in a pot with the water slowly coming to a boil. As much as I've been talking about so much of this, it's like every day it seems like more and more is happening that makes it feel like we're actually, we're in it and it's getting worse. And the scary thing is to realize we're not wrong. Well, it's media pressure. I don't know if it's necessarily getting worse or just seems like it's getting worse. It's definitely by design. They want us to think it's getting worse so we don't focus on the Federal Reserve. From my Facebook page, Mm. which is a great uh, barometer for me and has always worked well, um, and I I, like for 2016, I could see that Trump was going to win based on what what, what I was seeing. I have like half my family is Democrat (laughs) and like really Democrat, and half the family is Republican and will only vote Republican. And of course – the Republican side are all military and police, and the other side are all like academics and Wiccans and stuff like that. Wiccans, <laughs> and um, the 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 Democrat side is like vicious now. It's it's impossible to go on my Facebook page because if one of my Republican family like leave a message like, "Oh, I voted for Trump," and it's just like an avalanche of all my like left wing friends, my Democrat friends are just like, you Nazi! And I'm like, this is my Facebook page. is my family. But, they, but, but what's scary is that those people can't explain themselves. No! And I, 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 we talk to conservatives all the time. 
who have, I mean, there's a wide range of political ideologies outside of this tribalist, Trump deranged. And now without Trump, it's even creepier because I don't even know what they're mad about at this point. They're still so mad and, and so like, it's a, it's a terrifying anger. It's like, it's the sort of anger where like you justify all sorts of stuff. Yeah, right. Like with that sort of anger. It's fascistic. I mean, these people are cheering on the FBI and George W. Bush. Yeah. That scares me. I, I know hackers from back in 2010, 2011, people I was hanging out with who were anti-establishment, people who were, were out in front of jails because yeah. what their buddies had been arrested by the feds for non-crimes, people who had, had, had thrown parties, no joke, hackers who threw parties for white nationalists because they were hackers who were anti-establishment. These people yeah. today are cheering on the federal government. Yeah. They're, they're cheering for law enforcement. They're, they're pro-establishment. They're yeah. pro-Democrat. They're pro-Joe Biden. And yeah. I'm like, what happened to those people to where they've thrown away any semblance of principle or ideology and just said whatever the establishment says goes? Because they fear it's all going to be taken away. Mm. So you're talking about the elites, the coastal elites, the media elites. They never had a moment, as they have now for many years, where – people with pitchforks and torches are outside their home and they're protesting and they are frightened uh, because it was very, very cozy for decades mm. to just be behind a wall and to be an expert or a pundit or part of the elite. And suddenly that's all being ripped apart and they are frightened to death. Mm. So they're they're but they're, the, they're calling the FBI and but, saying, but, but I know that I protested you for years and I know that I don't I'm against the invasiveness and the law breaking that you're committing along with the projection. CIA. But I'm, I'm not talking about rich people. I'm talking about people who slept on the ground at Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, I'm talking about people who are like 20 years old, had had 10 bucks to their names, that the system is broken and we're living on the streets are now pro establishment, pro FBI. And so so when when the FBI raided Giuliani's office. I see all these posts from these, these, these activists, these hackers and these, you know, and I, and they're saying they're cheering and they're celebrating. They're posting beer emojis and clapping. And I said, woo, go FBI, go, go centralized federal government and law enforcement. And I was like, it's so great to see how you guys have been completely de-radicalized. Well, I was worried about you for a minute. Listen, it's, it's projection. It's also look on, on the one side, you have 90,000 overdose deaths last year mm. in America. That's on the one side. On the other ha- side, that's the same sort of thing. That's, that's a that's an abused person. That's somebody who's abused and needing like um, their violent father to come smash somebody's head in for them. Like you want the, the needing a thug to beat somebody up or to remove their um, freedom. Like that's like that's something wrong. That's that's something like mentally, psychologically yeah. wrong with you. And I think there's we're an abused population from yeah. a you know an so, abusive system. So what system. you're talking about there would be a mass psychosis. Yeah, right, it's a, so it's a psychological about, uh, problem. Right, that, like this, like what happened with Germany? Why did Germany yeah. go like that? What, what they were humiliated, right? They were a humiliated population post World War One. Well, we're a humiliated population as well here, it, and I think um, you know we have these two MSNBC versus Fox, and they're like pushing the two well, sides. Well, MSNBC's ratings are totally in the gutter now, like yeah. a fraction of Fox's, so but it's not. It's not just Fox. It's just. I, I I think there even if you watch Fox, if you're getting like Tucker Carlson, mm. you're getting a dis, more discerning worldview, mm. albeit far from perfect. But Tucker does have on opposition personalities. No one else does this. 
No. We, we, we do got to jump to Super Chats, though, and take some questions from the audience. So if you haven't already, smash the like button. Super Chats. Smash it. Smash it. And uh, comment. Um, and uh, go to TimCast.com, become a member. We'll have a bonus segment coming up there for members only after the show. So make sure to check it out and like, share, and subscribe to this channel. All right. Joe Howard says, I live in GA, not far from Athens. The gas went up like crazy already. Mm. Wow. Yep. Yeah, well, we have to drive back tomorrow, so hopefully, <laughs> so hopefully it'll stay pretty well, calm. Get a, get a get a get a get a backup. The, uh, the, can, the, the, you know, the tragedy up, uh, is that the government claims that there's no inflation because right. they are my, my, take, take the two racket. two cans of gas and put them in your trunk. Make sure you got some. Extra my my plan is I have AAA. I have the the plan that gives me a hundred mile tow. <laughs> so if as long Perfect. as we can make it to a hundred hundred mile radius, <laughs> and we do, we have enough to get. Assuming us. the guy in the AAA tow truck has any gas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Gun Griffin says, Tim, Razor Fist, the Rageaholic, said he wouldn't mind coming on your show. He is super knowledgeable on the communists infecting the Democrat Party going back to the 1950s. Would be great to have him on. Um, absolutely. Big oh, fan of Razor Fist. Would be, would be great. Oh, Jack O'Neill says, Tim, are you aware there are baked in ads for Robin Hood and Facebook on your podcast releases lately? It's not a good look. Uh, I am. It's the same as on YouTube. There's automatic ads. Uh, take it from them. Take it. Yes. I mean, my attitude is always like, I'll take, look, if, if, if we do a whole show where we're like, Facebook is bad. Yeah. And then they pay ad, <laughs> ad money to make us fund us in saying they're bad. Mm. I'm it. not worried about my audience being like, I heard what Tim had to say, but that ad from Facebook really convinced me. Uh, no, but look, uh, on YouTube and on the podcast, we have like a general ad roll. Mm. Right. So, right. It, you know, I, I, it is what it is. What it is. Maybe. You know what we can try and figure something. We can try and figure out something for members. The the problem is people need to understand the members only stuff is really really expensive because we are paying the bandwidth costs for all of the timcast.com stuff. So we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. So uh, ads they happen. You know ads happen. Yeah, ads happen. That's a good. But but I, I gotta that's say like good logo. I'm pretty confident in the mental uh, fortitude of the people who listen to the show. So <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. this is the most mentally fortitudinous audience. <laughs> One can find. I, I actually think that's true, though. No, but, no, no I mean, joke. you know, that story you were, we started off with about the gasoline pipeline, the gas pipeline. It's just like, who clicks on those freaking links that these uh, scammers send? Like, yeah. Yeah, after oh, so many decades, <laughs> like, how do you do it? Well, it's mm. actually really simple. Uh, the, the hacker will take a USB uh -huh. with the virus on it, and they'll throw it in front of the door of the building. Yep. That's it. Employees, this is this has always been the go to for what? absolutely. So, so you would put you would pick up a USB. Key oh no, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't because I understand <laughs> OPSAC. So you know people have tried sending us discs or memory cards. The first thing we have we have a rule here: if we ever get a package with a memory card in it, we office space it. You know you know you see an office space sledgehammer the the, oh, the, the, the broom yeah. or right, like, right, right. stick. Uh, you got to be insane to put a foreign <laughs> memory card in your in your machine. Yeah. But what they used to do back in the day is. The, uh, with floppy disks, they, you, they would just throw a floppy disk in front of the bank. And then somebody would pick up, oh, I wonder what's on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, another, right. another thing is there was a, a guy who told me that they would have a CD with viruses on it, and they would hand it out like a music CD. They'd be like, yo, yo, check out my tunes, free music, right. free music. And people would be like, cool, and they'd put it in their machine and then compromised. Mm. So people are trusting. But you got to understand, too, it's really, really easy to do um, because if, if you read about social engineering – yeah, it's it, which is ninety nine percent of all hacks. It's right. not someone breaking the computer; it's someone tricking another person. Yeah, I mean it's 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 extremely easy to embed a remote access tool into any kind of program. They, they even put it in PDF files. Someone can send you a PDF saying like, "Here's the invoice. Thanks for doing business with us." 
And what person's going to, they're going to be like, what's the invoice? And they're going to open it. Boom. They got you. Right. I've received those. I never downloaded it. I'm yeah, like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, right. And Strange, it'll be yeah. from a pretend friend. We we have that under our YouTube all the time. The reply, the the scammers who look like you, they, right. they're the imposter one. But but they can't because of the algorithm put, here's our WhatsApp number. They have to do like, here's our WhatsApp hashtag slash what. And like right. somebody has called it, like somebody uh, contacted us and said, mm. I called the guy and he put, he was Nigerian, but he put on a fake American accent to sound like Max. Wow. And he played a video of me, but he wow. wouldn't get on this. <laughs> Jesus. That's great. All right. We got Josh from Telegram. He says, Tim, look into crypto based charity governance tokens. The actor who played Stan in the office is starting one for actors. Maybe you can do one for animal surgeries or a 2A legal fund. P.S. And I get it. Ian is this, is this graphene related mug next? Wrong. Dude, we were talking about graphene earlier. Yeah. We were talking about the planned obsolescence of society and now the fiat overwhelm coming up. And so basically they, they made our roads to break every eight years. And then we were right. just supposed to take out some money and pay it and then we'd get, create jobs. But now the interest graphene is so roads. high, we can't afford to build it no. back. And we need something like a new material. Build because back better. Plastic's not good enough. <laughs> Steel's build not good back. enough. Copper's build not good enough. Better. Wood's yeah, not good, good enough. We need graphene. All right, sure, coming. sure. But don't create a uh, token Here, around it. build back right. better East, with graphene. <laughs> Eastside Tony yes. says, Tim, call yes. Joe Rogan and get Max and Stacy on his show and then five exclamation points. Definitely. Sup, Max and Stacy, defend the network of Bitcoin. <laughs> get Joe on the line right now. Joe, Joe well, how you been, buddy? How's Austin? Actually, I'm with I'm Tim right now. He said, hey, say hello. You guys have never been on Joe's show? No. No, it surprises me. Uh, actually, it does surprise me. Yeah. But uh, I definitely can't just call Joe Rogan and be like, "Here's, you know, your recommendations for the <laughs> we, week." We we would gladly do Timcast, but that Joe fella, I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know, I don't know. He, yeah, who he, needs you know 200 million? That guy. Yeah, yeah, but he's has his audience declined since he went to Spotify. Like, I, we we wanted to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. He interviewed somebody recently, where I was like, "Oh, I'm going to go to YouTube." I googled it, and it was like only clips. I was like, oh, right. that sucks. I'm not going to sign up for Spotify. I, think, I already have so many Yeah, who needs like, that? Well, it's free on Spotify, though. It is? Oh, but you need an yeah. account, don't you? Yeah. You need an account? I just made it two week, two days ago, three days ago. He yeah. had the guy talking about aliens on from oh. the government. Was that the guy you were talking no, about? No, no. Well, it, it was somebody like Elon or something. I, I mm-hmm. definitely think his views have probably gone down a whole lot. He's like Howard Stern. You know, he went yeah, over yeah. to Sirius, and he just like lost his relevancy and yeah. cachet as, well, as a so, public figure. Uh Joe's a cool guy. Uh, I can say he's, he's a friend. And well, I'll say this. When he was on iTunes, iTunes being the biggest podcast platform, yeah. when you're number one, mm. a regular person who's never listened to a podcast before opens up the podcast app yeah, yeah. and your face pops right up. Right. That is real estate you cannot pay for. Yeah, yeah. And so no. Spotify paid for it. They basically gave Joe enough money to where he was happy doing his show. Right. But, but also I think, you know, I wonder too if uh, – I, does Joe need to be the biggest podcast in the world? I mean, I mean, it's personally because I'm, I'm wondering. I can't read the guy's mind, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you know. You know, I could probably just ask him about it. But uh, at a certain point, you don't want to be the big, the biggest you know player in the room because he keeps getting attacked by the media. Totally. I'm sure he's happy yeah. to be like, dude. I just want to hang out with my friends and talk about things I find interesting without being harassed by these people all the time. So, yeah, but those paid walled, you know, those, you know, this whole motto of Washington Post and New York Times and this breakdown that's happened since 2016 of of like attacks on alt media and and that uh, we need trusted sources authoritative sources and then you go to like the washington post will be like urgent thing about 
election safety and security and all this sort of stuff. Democracy dies in darkness. Here, uh, <laughs> you have to you have to subscribe, and you're yeah. like, okay, well, I guess I don't need to hear the story, right? right. People don't, uh, you know, it just stops you dead in your tracks because you just don't want to fill in the the details for no, yet another. No way. All right, uh, I'm going to answer this before I read it. Right. I'm, I'm just going to say this word real quick: Bitcoin. Okay, now I'm going to read it. <laughs> Rudy C. Winslow says, Max, Stacy, I want to dump $1,500 into crypto. Which ones should I invest in? <laughs> All right. Now, for, this is where that thing about the caveat about financial advice comes in. Like, I wouldn't tell you where to put that money because I would be giving financial advice. I will say that this is what my belief is the story is with Bitcoin. And this is what I think about the douche coins. And then yeah. you make your own decision. I'm not going to tell you what to do because that would be giving you yes. financial advice. But I'll, be, I'll set the table and I'll tell you my thoughts on here and I'll, my thoughts on here. But that's up to you to make your own decision. Uh, I, 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 everything Max said, I'm saying as well. So you can't, right. you can't ask somebody else what to do. Whenever I go to casinos, I can't stand it. People would be like, what should I bet? And I'm like, oh, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> right, 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 right. No way. But then sometimes like I'll be like, dude, bet on this one. Bet it right now. And then when they lose the money, I'm like, ugh, I'm not paying back. Like I made yeah. you do it, I can't do it. You, you you just you just dollar cost average into Bitcoin and set it and forget it and don't get don't don't fall into the trap of trying to be a professional trader and getting into the douche coins and plus just Uncle gonna, Joe oh, uh, Uncle Joe will be sending us more money soon. Don't That's worry, crazy. Uncle Joe, the money's coming from All Uncle right, Joe. You guys are gonna love this. What M says. Uh, Sheeb got listed on Binance today, and right. Binance ran out of ETH deposit addresses because so many people wanted it. The coin is top twenty on Coin Market Cap right now, up two thousand percent past week. Right. Don't forget, ever Sheeb owner needs a leash. Right. That's yeah. okay. Binance is a casino operator. Yeah. And so is Coin um, Base, and so are these other exchanges. Coinbase. Like, they they are casino operators, and they list. It's like listing the number seven on a roulette wheel. As a thing that you can dump money on. That's yeah. what that's that's okay. what this is. That's uh, nothing to do and, with and anything. You know, and you know what people do, and I, I I've actually started blocking people on Twitter. I'll tweet something like mm. totally nonsensical. You know, I bought it I made a cheeseburger today and I put cheddar on it and at the top the immediate comment is this coin is going to yeah, the moon. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, I'm right. like, get out of here. So and, my theory yeah. is as well that, you know, I, especially with guys, I think a lot of guys use it as a bonding to uh, get wrecked together. Like, you know, that TV <laughs> series Jackass or something. They, they like to just like, yeah. you know, you ever see those videos for Darwin Award? Mm-hmm. It's always guys, right? Young guys doing something really stupid. Yep. And I think I, I think they genuinely... If you've ever been in the um, the troll boxes on like BTCE, which is a, a old exchange that is now dead. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was a oh, whole bunch yeah, of guys. Wow. It was like it was hysterical. I lost a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. They were they they were like, dude, I just lost my house. My no, mom. No. You know, I, I, guess, I, I had I had Bitcoin on there. Yeah, and yeah. then I went. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's gone. But um, I think they do it for the lulls. Just like remember back in the days when. And you know, anonymous existed, and they were all the the lulls. Tro- what was it? Lulls, 
Lol, so, so, the the Lol Yeah, Lol uh-huh. Yeah, and then they all got thrown in jail, right? And well, then, they had a traitor. Yeah, and then yeah, and then they were like, oh, "This isn't fun anymore." Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, that everyone's having a lot of fun, and then yeah. they get wrecked, and then they're not as fun anymore. It's yeah. like Wall Street. Then bets. they you lash ever out. Seen Wall Street bets. What about it? Like how they would post, like I just. Wait, do a hundred grand into this ridiculous stock, and yeah, it's like yeah. zero, and they're like, "Well, there it goes." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's Dave the Portnoy thing. did that too. Dave Portnoy. What he? An interesting phenomenon. The day he should Portnoy not have sold, phenomenon. huh? What did he do? Uh-huh. He's a seven hundred thousand dollar loss on GameStop hands. stock, meme stocks. Oh, because he sold. Yeah, he's a classic example of somebody who confuses brains with a bull market, right? Mm. So he he mm. stepped into a bull market. He's making some fast money, and you start to think that it's because you're smart. Then he loses. He, he, the Winklevoss talked him into uh, Bitcoin plus a, a, a douche coin. He lost quick. He, he sold out, lost <sighs> money. And then he tries to make it up by right. going into doggy coin to make it up because he's, now he's a gambler. Right. Now he's trying to make up and get it back quick. You know, you know my favorite thing is? When Bitcoin hit 20K for the first time, yeah, and pe- there were these stories emerging where people were like, I mortgaged my home to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. And then when it tanked down to like 10, they panic sold. Right. And if they held on to it, they'd have cleared everything. Right. Yeah. Leverage is always a bad idea. Yeah. There's no point in going into leverage. I mean, I, I, I realize I did mention I collateralized my gold and silver to buy Bitcoin, but I did so in a moderate way. And I am a former professional Wall Streeter. So I do have some experience. I, I got one for you. Group B says, Tim, is this the guy that famously said, have fun staying poor that you, <laughs> that you, that you so much like to say? Much wow. Okay. That is not me. That is Udi. Wertheimer. Wertheimer. He's, <laughs> he's probably, I probably said his name wrong and yeah. now that's going to become a meme. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I created a meme by, um, there's a famous, uh, Bitcoin meme artist named Greg Zaj. And I, I thought <laughs> I was like talking about him on our live stream and I was like, yeah, there's this guy, Grzaj, Grzaj, Grzaj. Grzaj and it's like, their, their meme is like, no, it's Greg. Greg. It's just, it, and I keep on saying it over and over. It's like, no, my name's Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we got, nice. uh, Shock says, Tim, here's $10 earmarked for a limiter compressor plugin for your soundboard to keep your, your more dynamic guests from blowing up ears. <laughs> uh, how about this? What? We need, we need a professional sound person, uh, to come in and just, Get us set up. We have a, we have a new system coming in soon, yeah. and we need a, an AV pro mm. who can help us uh, set up the new system. And we're, it's gonna be it's gonna be going to have to be over a weekend. Probably should be pretty easy to plug everything back in. And uh, yeah, there you go. So I have, a, I have a suggestion for a guest. Yeah, Jack Mollers. Who's that? He runs Instrike and Zap, which is a second layer Bitcoin application. Oh, cool. Just came back from I think it was Ecuador, and it's now the, the number one finance El Salvador. El Salvador, the number one finance uh, app in that country and it's he's changing lives he's changing the world and he's a bitcoiner he's a young guy i think he's a millennial and um he could even be z I he don't might know. Even he's be very young he, he's just super dynamic and he built this company from scratch and it's it's as i said it's second layer bitcoin it's like we we're having a conversation about bitcoin but there's already there's already something going on that's well beyond it and yep. that's lightning so, and uh, lightning payments yes. and jack Mollers is the, the the dude he's the guy and he would be an excellent guest i really do believe yeah, i think sure. so too all right so uh sam t says china has bitcoin mining superiority by a large margin what does the future look like for Bitcoin mining? Power? All right, that's not true. Uh, there, first of all, mining is migrating out of China. It's, a lot of it's coming to America, particularly in Texas, because it's all about cost of energy, and you get a lot of cheap energy in China, uh, in Texas. Uh, number two, a lot of the mining in uh, China is pools, and that pools are from all over the world. So that's a mistake. That's kind of a misnomer. That's a myth. 
Oh, so they're outsourcing computing power? Yeah, but it's gone in different countries. And it's, it's leaving China. It's moving to Texas, and Texas is becoming a mining powerhouse. Right. And it's part of the beauty of Bitcoin is what's called game theory. It's baked into the protocol. You've got these three major elements to this game theory. You've got the miners, the nodes, and the developers. And they're all working together but also competing with each other. Mm. And as a result, you have maximum uh, distribution or uh, decentralization and everyone is incentivized to keep it decentralized while maintaining this protocol that emits coins every 10 minutes and uh, offers this way out of the system. The number one thing about Bitcoin that I would emphasize is that it separates state from money. We've never had that ever in the history of the world. All money has been controlled in some degree by the church or the state or some central authority or a government. This is the first time we have actual hard money that's completely separate from the state and you get individual sovereignty. So for all the people that are distressed about the riots and the inflation and the disunity going on with bitcoin you have individual sovereignty you have mobility you have agility and you have community and and that's the most important thing about it not price goes up or number goes up that's not really the most important thing about it all right so charlie 2799 says what's the best way to buy crypto right i use swan bitcoin can I do my ad for Swan Bitcoin? Yeah. You shout them out. Swan Bitcoin. Go to swanbitcoin.com forward slash orange pill. You'll get $10 free in Bitcoin if you register. Oh. And what you do is with this company, it's run by Bitcoin OGs, and they are dedicated to Bitcoin maximalism, and it's very easy to set up a dollar cost averaging. As a matter of fact, I can create swanbitcoin.com forward slash Tim Pool in a heartbeat. And, you know, you would get um, immediately, it, it would be a, something that would, an easy way for folks to get involved. Yeah, we should do it. Let's people, do it. People would like send Bitcoin to the show or whatever? Um, they would sign up and it, 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 it's, it, it's a business arrangement so that oh, see, you, see, your, your enterprise like an affiliate would get, link. A, would get oh, an affiliate yeah, yeah. link. So this affiliate link would, would benefit this enterprise. Oh. Okay. They're a excellent company, Bitcoin only. Okay. Um, and uh, it's, it's set up. As far as I know, it's already set up. It's uh, already set up, Tim, as far as I know. It's already uh, up and running. The thing is happening in real time, as I understand it. Well, if it's not, then why not, Corey? I told you <laughs> to get it ready, Corey. If it's not up right now, then you freaking blew it, Corey. Darn it, Corey. Darn it. Ian Spooner <laughs> says, can you talk about Ripple being sued by the SEC and the XRP ledger? Yes, I can. Ripple is a scam. <laughs> it's it's a douche coin. Hmm. And uh but the thing about it is that they this is the problem with a lot of these douche coins is that because they have pre-sale and they are out there uh with the bags of cash, they can hire really great lawyers. Mm. So they've taken on the SEC and the SEC is suing them for legitimate reasons. But they've got such a cadre of very, very high priced lawyers that it's it's going into the courts, wow. it's going into the battle. They they you know, it's it's hard to, as we said before, the regulators are captured. So, in my view, if the SEC, I'm not convinced that they are not simply looking to get a to a, get a, a, cut. a cut from from the, that. The guys right? from the the Ripple Foundation or whatever. I mean, it's it's so dodgy. But they they were selling, they were dumping like billions of dollars a year on onto. Um, bag holders yeah so then yes exit scam but in in a way you know the 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 bag holders keep pressing that link and that email you know uh, here download this pdf these douche coins because they have pre-mined coins and that's centralized they can buy they buy uh, twitter trolls so if you mention 
that oh, yeah. on, on Twitter, you'll get right. 10,000 trolls will show up. Those yep. are all paid trolls oh, my God. who are working for a dollar a day yeah. to just that you see that with all the douche the douche coins this is call them Bitcoin. Right. but bitcoin has no central centralization there's no pr department there's nobody behind it there's pushing it it just it exists on its own merit for the obvious reasons of bestowing individual sovereignty in a time when that is desperately needed that's the important thing about it number go up is great but having individual sovereignty is better than anything else particularly in with circumstances that we're describing today where our own sovereign nation is crumbling before our very eyes we need to start all over again the millennials and the gen z with bitcoin as their bitcoin standard will be able to remake this country take the best of the constitution the best of the bill of rights the best of the declaration of independence and build and start from scratch start from scratch build it up all over again america's an idea it's not a place it's an idea tim you can do it you can help your generation is the savior but gen z and millennials are split Pretty heavily, and but they need they leadership. Tim. They don't. That's want, where you come in. You're the leader. You've got the beanie. The beanie says it all. In it the, says in a thousand years. There's no crowns. It's just beanies. A beanie for all. Yes. Make beanies great again. That's right. Hunky Dory says dollar. I, I think I know the answer to this, but this one's for you. Dollar used to have a gold standard. What does Bitcoin have? What creates its value? How is all currency not notional like the dollar? Right. Two answers to that. First of all, understand that what is money? That's a fundamental question. What is money? What is money? It's a universal trade medium. How does it become money? Money becomes money because people use it as Confidence. money. So thousands of years after using beads and shells and different things, eventually gold became a universal money, became the most trusted money, became money because it's portable, it's divisible, it's Easy desirable. No, you can't print Fungible. it. It's, no, no, no. no. Uh, you, could, you could stamp it. Cut it. Yeah, well, it that's was, verifiable. Right. It's verifiable. Uh, and so it becomes money. Central banks are big owners of gold, and gold is a, a, a tier one money. It's a base layer money. So um, now what what makes fiat money not good money? Because it's it's easier to counterfeit. It's not backed by anything. It's just paper. It's not base layer money. As we said, it's backed by violence. It doesn't have any intrinsic, doesn't have any value, doesn't have any uh, backing to it. Um, it's um, it's obviously it, 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 the, the key, though, is that it's not scarce. Right. So fiat money can be printed. Right. That's the biggest problem. And that's the problem we're having today is that even yeah. though it's backed by violence or backed by the government, you can print it. OK, what about Bitcoin? Bitcoin is absolutely scarce. So it's better than gold in that respect because gold is, is relatively scarce. Just deflationary. It's more divisible. It's more portable. And here's the thing about Bitcoin, which you don't have with gold. As you point out, you need to stamp gold to make sure it's verifiable that that's gold. With Bitcoin, the transaction is the verification. It's self-verifying. You don't need a third party. I don't need to pay somebody to verify that it's that it's actually gold. It's it's self-verifiable gold. It, tr- it transmits value across time it, and space. Right, and then you get into the energy. Okay, it, it it converts energy into the hardest money. That's to say, the scarcest money we've ever known as humans. So it's backed essentially by energy. So energy is converted into mm. the hard money, and then when you enter the hard money universe, you then enter what we call the cosmic consciousness. Or you're entering the global unconscious, which is what we do on the Orange Pill podcast. So we explore the, the, the dimensions of Bitcoin that we're just now understanding in terms of its promotion of peace, love, and understanding. It's like the world with a soundtrack from Elvis Costello. It's like love rules all. It's the beginning of the Aquarius age. So, it, yeah. W- w- talk I to think, me. I talk th- to me, Tim. Let me know. What's on your mind? The problem with this question, I think the easiest way to answer it for Hunky Dory is he says, the dollar used to have the gold standard. What does Bitcoin have? What did the gold standard have? What you misunderstand is that Bitcoin is gold. 
Exactly. So if if you're asking what does the dollar have, well then maybe we can we can you know what is what is there's no what's 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 cash all, to all, Bitcoin's all, gold. All value derives from human consciousness. Confidence. Consciousness. No no no, it's confidence. Well, it's so, well, it is confidence in that people we know that money becomes money if it's used. People use it as money, and I'm willing to and, take it because I and, believe and I can mm, get something. The thing about it is that it can take the value into the future. The reason why people don't use chicken feathers or sand or hand puppets or whatever is money is because it degrades over time. It has a lot of entropy, which is the physical notion about it. Gold has very, very little entropy of thousands of years later. You can pick the gold right. from – and, and so – you, you know, you would exchange gold as money now because you know that in a year from now, it, someone will accept it in exchange for something right. else. Whereas fiat money, you know that a year from now, it'll lose purchasing power. Well, and well, no fiat, right. look, Tim, no fiat money in 300 years has avoided trading at zero. Not even the British pound has lost right. 99.5% of its purchasing power. They all go to zero over 300 years. Every single one has gone to zero, Tim. Is that what you're going to put your wealth and your fortune well, well, into well, listen, something like that? I will also point out gold actually can be, it can be used. Gold is used. That's not necessarily a good idea because mm. to the extent that gold has utility value, and this is where like I have a major disagreement with Peter Schiff, is that it actually detracts from its use as money because what you want from your money is pure price discovery based on people making transactions in terms of their valuation of what it's worth for them at the moment. If you start to say that gold has use as electronics, you start to infuse it's, that conversation with an with a, a valuation outside of what I'm right, right. what the, we're doing the, the problem, as person to person. The problem is inverted. Uh, so we need gold for certain things and computers and, and you know back in the day with memory cards and stuff like that. And because gold was used as a store of value, it became very difficult to get they made things more expensive than needed to be because there was a function for it. But I will tell you this. You can't deny that the core function of fiat currency does exist. And then when all is said and done, there's a, there's a real good use for the paper money. What, what kind of nonsense is that? Toilet paper. <laughs> oh, right. I knew that there was a point <laughs> yeah. here. Oh, there's yeah, some yeah. use yeah. for it. What? Tim showed us a secret bunker filled with toilet tissue. Yeah, That's this right. place is amazing. I, I'm like, it's, it's just, a labor. It's, it's just a warehouse of toilet paper. It's a yeah. labyrinth of, of toilet paper. <laughs> you know, I came up with a really good idea for a uh, money spinner is like finding headphones to go with for women. Yes. Like, because like it messes, it's, like, with, your it hair. messes with your hair. Oh. Like I... Right. Wanted to look like a female Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. I got the poncho, <laughs> even though um, that's probably cultural appropriation, right? <laughs> Not with that color. But I, I got it in Mexico City. Ooh. And um, the thing is, but my hair gets flattened, right? Like, right. How do you deal with that? I don't know. Mm, well, especially with wa- cold water Bitcoin. before you get out of the shower. Buy Bitcoin. Or whenever you wash Bitcoin. your hair. Binary, like, cold water. Yeah, so... Like, Five you know, point. how do you deal with the volume at the top? Dab right. it with yeah, water. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what else I, I like about yeah. the value of Bitcoin? Yeah. I want to get back to your hair. Yeah, yeah. No, no I, I want to get back to her hair. The, <laughs> the smart contracts, the, the opportunity cost gained what? by removing someone from the equation. So right now you send your dollar to the electric company. They have to hire someone to go turn the knobs and turn the electricity on for you. With Bitcoin, you send the Bitcoin to the electric company. The smart contract tells the computer program to activate. So you can remove right. that actor from the yep. the cost. Oh, right, that's true, yeah. So so now instead of You can of being build like, smart contracts on this is, this is this is it's it's really annoying when you're trying to set up electricity at your house and you're I got to call the guy and they got to send somebody out and then I got to pay them, they got to confirm the payment. With Bitcoin it's like I send the Bitcoin, ding it just turns on instantly. 
This right, it, it just intermediates what, this layers and layers of bureaucracy. Smart contracts. I mean, yeah, so, think like, about the real smart estate Smart contracts business. and electricity. Who, yes. Do you have that? Smart, you yes, yes, yes. So, so right. So, how, how do you turn the? Is it smart con- uh, turning electricity down? Is one example. When you get a, a new apartment or yeah. house, yeah. you got to call the electric company. Yeah. Give them your information. Yeah. Then you got to send them a payment. And then they keep changing their name too. Yeah. Like, the yeah like, Imagine I, if instead you walk to your house. You have a new house. Mm. You walk inside, and there's your meter, and it says here's a barcode, a scan. Oh yeah, send QR to this, code. It says send to this address to turn on power, yeah. and you just scan it, and whoosh, and then the lights turn on instantly. They call it yeah. trustless because you don't have to trust that an, yeah. someone's going to do the thing for yeah. you. Just, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Code it in. And so, yeah. it, as long as yeah. money comes into this address, power ter- equals yes. It's that simple. No, no more calling. No more verification. Just. Boom, boom. By the sure. way, you know, Bitcoin sure. world, Bitcoin Twitter is like watching this right now. Oh, cool. Shout out. I'm sure they're going to have an answer for my hair. I oh, yeah. Cold yeah. water. All right. We got uh, Colton <laughs> Lindsay says, yeah. since January, I've been dumping any fiat that I have into Bitcoin and leveraging it, leveraging it 60 to 40 loan to volume ratio to pay my bills each month. I'll, I know this is ill advised, but Bitcoin is untouchable. Love orange pill. Oh, yeah. 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 I love Orange Pill. Go to youtube.com forward slash Orange Pill and subscribe. Go watch us. Like, it's, it's, it's next level. Like, a lot of people have already taken the red pill. But yeah. what, what happens next? After the, the red the pill, pill is the orange pill. All right. Pill. Here's, we'll, we'll do a couple more here. It's we got cosmic one. love. Pims yeah. the Great says, I have a 401k through my company. How can I reinvest it? Okay. So again, again bordering <laughs> into financial advice, right? Which I don't, which I don't offer, but. I will say that if you have a 401k or a retirement account like this, it is possible to to get into Bitcoin with it, and a simple search on a search engine will immediately take you to those ideas. Huh. Okay. But it is possible. I'll say that. So you can so you can answer that question in two minutes. Just answer 401k plus Bitcoin, and you'll get a lot of good answers. I also have to say F you, Greg. <gasps> Greg. Oh, doing? yeah, Greg Rizaj. Yeah, Grizaj. Grizaj. F you. Well, it's a yellow pop. Pop. There's some yellow cat pop guy. Yellow yeah. pop. All right, so here we'll we'll take one more. Um, McHatton says Google just deleted my super chat saying if net goes down, Bitcoin equals zero. Wrong. It's no. already carried on satellites. No. You don't need the internet. Don't need electricity. You have nodes, uh, wireless wireless nodes. People are doing wireless Bitcoin transactions outside of the to all financial grids. And I don't. Grids. I don't think the internet could ever go down at this point. No, uh, of course. No. Like people, um, people no, what, what happened is tried it. Like remember yeah. he tried it. He tur- he turned off the internet for like four or five days. And then all the industrialists of each. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What, but if you what, don't, what, what you know, it doesn't lose. Actually, it's the only place. It's, your wealth would still be preserved within the Bitcoin system. And so, as long as there's two computers somewhere in the world, they can the, right. the mining adjustment adjusts down. They mine blah blah blah. It, just, blah, it, blah, it, blah, it, blah, it never blah. goes away. Actually, it never goes away. If you've ever been on a cruise ship, the first thing no. a bunch of people tell you to do is well, before pandemic, is to download these apps. Yeah. Or if you go to like Burning Man, I think they do this. Where it's a Bluetooth mesh network. Mesh yeah, network. yeah, yeah, mesh yeah, network. Yeah. yeah. So it's a mesh network. Everybody's phones are on and they're all talking to huh. each other. Yeah, yeah. So the That's people interesting. People, they do that on a, sh- on a cruise ship. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I went on a cruise uh, several years ago and they were like download. I can't remember what the app was called. That's weird. Like what sort Bluetooth. of cruise? Like it was. It was, was it called, a bunch of old people. No, no. It was a it was podcasting like cruise. The richest people podcasters? in the world. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was called a bunch, uh, a bunch of super rich people. I think it was called Summit at Sea, and it was like ten grand to go on the cruise. Yeah. And like the Disney people wanted me to be there. Mm. So I was like hanging out with like Lady Gaga's manager or something. But everybody cool. had an app and you could send a message. I could send, I could send a message to Ian 
and my phone would send the message through your phone, Max. Right, first. I'm yeah. on the mesh but net. you couldn't see it. Right, and right, then right. it would eventually. That's find what you can do with Bitcoin, and they exactly. do it in Venezuela right now on MeshNet. So here's what happened. Here's what happened in Egypt when Mubarak tried shutting down the internet. Yeah. A group called Telecomics hackers. Yeah. Some of these people. I remember this. We covered it. Yeah. So they started doing something called Operation White Facts, where mm-hmm. they spammed fax machines in Egypt with instructions on how to create dial-up internet. Yeah. And so what people would do is once the internet was down, take a phone line. Plug it into their computer's, you know, old school router when it sneezes, and then it would call a certain phone number and give them dial-up access internet because you can't shut it down. Oh, by the way, I brought, I brought Plucky. Who's Plucky? Plucky is the world's <laughs> most famous economist. Oh, hello, I'm Plucky. Uh-oh, here comes, here comes Max. <laughs> Tim, Tim, I'm the most famous economist in the world. You uh-huh. can ask me any question. Can we repeal the Federal Reserve Act? Sure, man. So, Tim, I'm talking to you. Any question in the world, I know I'm plucky. The world's foremost economist. <laughs> I don't know what to ask him. Fine, Tim. I'm, I come all the way here. I, I'm already going to buy Bitcoin. I show. I come on. And I'm starving to death. And you don't have any questions for me. What kind of show you got over here? Ian? Ian? <laughs> what would be the first step to repeal the Federal Reserve Act, Plucky? Bitcoin fixes it. Bitcoin fixes it. All right, Plucky, I think we've heard enough. All right, everybody. <laughs> we're gonna have a, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get uh, uh, we're gonna get more rowdy in the bonus segment coming up over at Timcast.com in just about an hour. <laughs> I will figure it out, so make sure you subscribe to this channel, smash the like button, share the show with your friends. You can follow this show at Facebook.com slash Timcast IRL. Share the clips from the show to help spread the word. And we're also on Instagram at Timcast IRL. What about your new affinity link for swanbitcoin.com forward slash Tim oh. There you go. Do I got to sign up for that or something? You're done. It's done. You're All right, right. Great. Uh, I, I, some Bitcoin. Promote. Bitcoin is zipping to your account. Max, right now, promote Paul. your podcast. It's, it's promote your podcast. It's my Orange Bill podcast. And it's nice. sort of turn, turn to me because okay, Max doesn't know that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's it? YouTube.com forward slash Orange Pill. Max doesn't know we have a show. He just thinks we're sitting in the living room <laughs> okay. and, uh, <laughs> and talking. So YouTube.com forward slash Orange Pill or join our Telegram group T.me forward slash Orange Pill. And you'll find relentless optimism no there. No douche coin. Oh, right. Cool. No, no, no pool no coin. No pool coins. No Ian. Po- no yeah, you can follow me at Thanks for coming, guys. That was <laughs> fun. This is fun. And now, I, we're, now we're doing an only, OnlyFans with you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's right. Cool. That's, that's cool. Next. Yes, you can. Oh, gosh. Max, no. <laughs> finally. Max has been waiting. He's <laughs> been waiting. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm really excited for this bonus segment, and I have to agree with Stacy that these headphones are absolutely sexist. They flatten your hair. There's nothing you can do about it. It's a pain in the neck. You can follow me at Sarah Patchlitz on Twitter. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Become a member, and we'll see you all there. Bye, guys. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.